All right. I believe we're here. Are we here? Y'all come on in, man. Uh, the, the show has started. Free smoke. We about to give y'all some free games, some free information. Uh, I get so excited about these conversations. So uh, bring the people in. Hey, Nella, give me a give me a quick little intro of what Free Smoke is and what's happening right now. Bring your friends on in here, y'all. Come on. Great afternoon. Good. Okay. We right go. here. All right. Welcome to me. Are we on? Okay, we're live. All right, y'all. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to Free Smoke Friday. Y'all, we got some powerhouses in the building today. And if you are new to Free Free Smoke Friday and you don't know what Free Smoke Friday is, it is literally when we come with some amazing people on this couch and just give you all the game, whatever the topic it may be, whether it's just entrepreneurship all the way around, social media, real estate, you name it, we giving y'all the game. So with that all having been said, of course, we're going to go ahead and take it over to the one, the only, David Shane. All right, let's get it, man. Let's get it. Listen, y'all, uh, today we're going to have a very, very important conversation. Do me a favor. Uh, comment where you're from, where you're tuning in from. This thing is going to get warmed up. It's only 40 people here right now. I need you to share it with three people. Share this out with your business partners, your aunties, your uncles, anybody that you care about. It's going to be a very, very, very important conversation. Do me a favor. Let me know where you're calling in from. Are you from the north, from the south? Jersey is Jersey in the building. Chicago, what's happening? Where are you? Where y'all coming from? It's, it's West Coast. Listen, we normally do 11 o'clock. Uh, no, 12 o'clock. And we just changed it to 3 o'clock Eastern. So now it's lunchtime for uh, the West Coasters. Let us know where you're calling in from. It's going to be a very, very good conversation. Okay, we got Arizona. We got Philly in here. NY, St. Petersburg, Florida, Phoenix. What's happening? Do me a favor. I want y'all to be involved in this conversation. When you hear the word, when you hear the word social media, tell me what you think. Just comment in the comments. When you hear the word social media, what goes on your what goes on in your head? What goes on in your heart? I want to have a conversation about social media today. I would like to say that social media is a gift and a curse. It's a gift for some. It's a curse for most. I don't think a lot of people know how to handle it. I think it's a it's a gift or a curse depending on your temperament who you are, your objective, your goals, your level of discipline, your weaknesses. Social media is quite a thing, man. The, the way I describe this social media is for some, it is a tool, and for some, it is a toy. Some people are on social media to play. It's just a toy. Some people are on social media to work. It's a tool. I want you to throw it in the chat real quick. Just comment, honestly, honestly, for you. Is social media a toy or a tool? Is it a toy or a tool? Is it a tool that's helping you build something or is it a toy where you're entertained most of the day? 
And some people are going to say, oh, it's a tool for me. I'm on it for research purposes. You're lying. You're being consumed. It's fun. We all love this stuff. But as an entrepreneur, we have to look at the landscape of what's happening. And it is not designed for people to just start winning and being empowered. I don't, I don't think that's um, how it's designed. Now, there are going to be a certain group of people who take anything and they make it a tool because they know how to maneuver. Money. Is it a tool or a toy? Somebody thought in the chat, is money a toy or a tool? For most, the answer is going to be it's a tool. But really, for you, it's a toy. You accumulate it so that you can do cool, fun stuff with it. And once you're all out of it, you're upset and you're in despair and you're frustrated and you're mad because you don't have any more. But the moment you get some more money, it becomes another toy and you forget the feeling of not having. You forgot how you got into that desperate place of needing some money because you treated money like a toy and you bought all the candy that you could get. I was reading an article from the, I think it was Art Institute. They did a study on social media. I'm going to read a portion. It says, and one of it, it talks about how social media is addictive. Guess what, y'all? They said social media is now more addictive or addicting than smoking cigarettes or cocaine. <laughs> yeah, comment, comment in the chats if you believe that, man. We're going to have a really, really good conversation. They are saying... They're saying that social media is more addicting than cocaine. I I kind of agree. Kind of agree. You can go a whole day without like cocaine sometimes. I mean, when you get a little, you get some cocaine, go crazy, you good for the day. But you don't want to be a cocaine head. You just wait till tomorrow. No, no. Am I tripping? You can go longer without cocaine than you can social media. You mean to tell me you have not been doing whatever you're doing, thought about something random, check your pockets frantically, found your phone, opened it, and did absolutely nothing. And then put it back in your pocket. <laughs> it's almost like having a little cocaine vape. You just always oh, my. All right, whew, okay, cool. And put it back in our pocket. I just need a little hit. I just need to make sure ain't nothing going on. It's the new cocaine. No? Look at look at some of the stuff that they wrote. While the severe health risk of smoking, uh, smoking and cocaine. They're, talk, they're talking about cigarettes and cocaine. Uh, while the severe health risk of smoking and cocaine use are well documented, phone addiction, particularly among teens, is an emerging crisis with wide range consequences that may prove to be even more detri detrimental. Yet it's often unseen. The constant connectivity facilitated by smartphones has ushered in a new era of compulsive behavior that mirrors the physical, the, the psychological patterns observed in substance abuse. Teens whose brains are still developing are especially vulnerable to this form of addiction. According to Pew Research, teenagers are now online almost constantly, in air quotes, almost constantly. A trend that 
correlates with rising rates of depression, anxiety, and sleep disorders among this age group. Listen, I'm not saying anything's wrong with social media. There's nothing more wrong with social media than there is money because a person with money is dangerous and a person that lets money consume them is dangerous and it could be a whole lot of effects to it. Where you're talking about cigarettes, weed, cocaine, alcohol, too much of a good thing is a bad thing anyway, period. But my point is, we're, we're simply talking about, and not even just social media, we're talking about the, the addiction to our phone. One more part, it says the design of addictiveness. Social media apps such as Instagram and TikTok are meticulously engineered to be addictive, employing techniques akin to those uh, used in slot machines and other forms of gambling. At the heart of this design is something uh, psychologists call random reinforcement, a variable reward system that leverages unpredictability to keep users engaged. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. Just as slot machines offer the allure of potential reward with each pull of the lever, Apps now employ features like pull to refresh and randomized notifications to create a sense of anticipation and excitement. I am a victim. My name is David Shans, and I'm addicted to social media. So those are the negative sides. However, I cannot say that I hate social media because I built a life, I built a career. I built a business off of the back of social media because I now look at it as a tool, a way where you can get your mission accomplished. So if you are an activist and you're saying you don't want to use social media, you're a fool. How else are you going to galvanize people to do the right thing? If you feel particularly uh, 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 strong about um, the state of your people and you're just opting out of using social media, it's almost foolish because I think social media has done a wonderful job of connecting the world. And if you're an entrepreneur, social media has taken every single one of your customers and put them in one room and they all have their wallet in their hand. Social media is a beautiful place. We can start a conversation. We can have important conversations. Things that's going on on the other side of the country can be known about in the other side of the country. Things that's going on on the other side of the world. People are saying people are at war more times than ever. Well, maybe not really. We just didn't have social media. People are saying the world is so heinous these days. Well, I wonder. I wonder what have happened in the day of our grandparents if they had social media. They were probably villains too. It just wasn't as popularized. So today, we're gonna have a very important conversation. I got some of my friends here that I have respect for that move heavily in this social media space. And I, I wanna introduce uh, someone I have ex an extreme amount of respect for. Probably, probably one of the most brilliant men I've ever come across. If you ever, uh, if you ever talk to someone who met Steve Jobs when Steve Jobs was a young firecracker and he had this idea to build this iPhone, they'll probably say, yo, this person was brilliant. They had the signs of just, there was no way he wasn't going to build a company that changed the world. And that is the same way I feel about Mr. And I don't know why I'd be wanting to call you Dr. Isaac Hayes. <laughs> I just feel like- Thank you. I feel like you're supposed to be Dr. Isaac Hayes. 
Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Man, no doubt, man. Welcome to the show, my brother. How are you? I'm great, man. Glad to be here, man. I'm happy to be here, man. We've had such a good time the last couple of days. Absolutely, absolutely. I do want to open it up. I want to open up the floor. How did you feel about my monologue? Give me your thoughts. You're absolutely correct. I, you're right. I, but I also try to deconstruct what you were saying, and I think that I think not only social media, I think all forms of communication and media are now centralized into one device. So mm-hmm. our radio, our television, our our CD player, our cassette player, our you know mail, messaging, phone, and social media audience. So that device, I think the addictive nature of receiving information yeah. in one compact uh, you know device is probably more addictive than anything. But I think it's also, in my business, it's also necessary because that's how I stay connected to what's going on in the world and understand mm-hmm. how trends move. You kind of got to move in reality in real time with certain businesses. Certain Some businesses don't, but you got to move in real time, especially with social media, to know exactly what's going on in the world. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So can you like introduce yourself, tell the uh, tell the people about Fanbase and all that you got going on? Yeah, so I'm Isaac Hayes, the third founder and CEO of Fanbase. Um, Fanbase is a um, next generation social network that allows any person to monetize their content via subscription. So we uh, pioneered that space with uh, in-app purchase subscription from person to person, meaning you can subscribe to someone like you subscribe to Spotify or Netflix, but on your phone using in-app purchase technology. We we came up with that late 2018, 2019, um, and I've raised uh, $10 million in uh, uh, seed funding for the app, and we have about 600,000 users. We're in a... Uh, 180 plus countries on iOS and Android and fan base is the, the heir apparent to all these platforms that we're on right now. And they keep on stealing from you. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, if you could kind of walk through some of those, man, cause it, it's so impressive that I, one, I've never made anybody study the landscape of social media like you, mm-hmm. but no matter what Isaac does, you will soon see it on your favorite app. It's there. It's it's fan base first. So, I mean, maybe you can kind of talk to some some of the things that you've done and some of the frustrations around that. Uh, Well, I'm not. I get frustrated, but I also get proud. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because I want to demystify a few things for people. I want to demystify anybody that's building a business that don't think that all these apps and all these companies are smarter than you are. Mm-hmm. Primarily, they just have more resources and capital to ideate your idea before you can. So sometimes you have to be stealthy about what you do and what you don't. So when we did subscriptions, even Apple and Google didn't have the, the they weren't structured to, to build um, subscriptions the way that we wanted to. And then they eventually mm-hmm. changed the way that they build subscriptions so that they could accommodate what we did. And then they allowed Instagram and TikTok um, Facebook and Twitter at the time to build that. So subscriptions are very, very new. Um, there's a lot of other things though. I think there's, you know, so funny, there's a, there's a change that I, that I want to make and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you probably later what it is. And then when, when people do it, you'll know, but even like the, even like the gold verification badges, like we had gold verified badges on, on 
fan base way before and then Twitter started doing them and I was like, oh, there's the gold verification badge and it's like, oh, yeah, we had that. We've been doing that. <laughs> or it's a it's a lot of it's things in audio that we're doing. So I save my ideas. Honestly, I just I just looked at my phone, which, you know, I do, but I was looking at my CTO and we're on the phone with our patent attorney because a lot of the ideas, I haven't implemented a lot of things yet because I'm trying to protect them as much as I can moving forward. Yeah. So if I can patent it, then I'll then we'll release it because if not, people will steal it. And it's okay, but you can also still don't be afraid to put stuff out there like that and say you have to patent something, but because you can create a moat, meaning you can you can lead the space and be a person in the space and then be known for it and then own that, you know, own that space. Meaning like Twitter, like anybody could have made Twitter, but they did it so good. They couldn't they couldn't patent Twitter, but Twitter did it so well. They just own that space. Mm, Got it. So even if if Facebook, Instagram tried to come behind them and build it, they own that market so well. they, They they went on it so hard that no one else could compete with them. Love it, love it. All right, and we have uh, uh, I love hanging around young people, man. Me too. I love hanging around young people uh, because he got such energy and he believes all the stuff that he says. And like we were just having an argument. It was, we came together on the same conversation. But um, just a brilliant, brilliant individual. And what he does is uh, build uh, faceless Instagram pages. Have you gotten a faceless YouTube pages yet? Um, for one of my brands, I actually scale one, but it's not something I do on the side. It's not like, it's more so when we're trying to go, um, on every single platform, like when we're scaling vertically, we're going to go on, we're going to hit up every single social media platform you could think of. Gotcha. So for right now you built Instagram pages that are faceless. Like I have a brand, but mine has my face all over there. Like it's built off my own coolness. Right. Yeah. But you're saying you're building things like the shade room or spiritual or like stuff like that. So exactly. can you talk about that. Exactly. So I don't own the shade room or spiritual or anything near that capacity. Um, but the idea is building faceless theme pages. Um, I like to also call it a, a media company in a sense, because these are faceless pages that post specific content for a specific group of people. So um, I'm pretty sure some people tapping and tuning in right now probably follow food pages or quote pages business pages success pages um i don't know if you're into surfing but you probably follow some surfing pages or travel pages these faceless instagram pages are all called theme pages um and they've been around for years um outside of just instagram any social media platform that you go on there's going to be these types of pages um and that's kind of oh i love them i love it i love it so um how did you come across this Good question. It's a long story, but I'll make it short. Um, I'm an introvert, not only just that, but I've been to a business for a while now. And I realized that my most profitable in terms of generating sales for the products and services I've been I've sold. Um, when I was 16 going on 17, I was doing drop shipping. Um, we spent money on Facebook ads. Facebook ads never worked. However, we found out about the Instagram theme page space, the Instagram shout out page space. And these I found out that I can get posts on these pages with hundreds of thousands of followers for, you know, 50, 60, 70, 100 bucks. And, uh, you know, I just did it one day. and I was like, yo, let me see if this works. And I made like a three, four X ROAS. And I was like, oh, crap, like that really worked. And then from there, I just continued using these pages. And I was like, you know what? Um, instead of paying these pages to post my stuff, what if people pay me to post their stuff? Mm-hmm. Smart man, smart man. Well, let's jump into it, man. Um, so when it comes to social media, how do you think the masses are affected from social media? And I think everybody's coming from a different part of the world. 
um, or you know, kind of like a different corner of social media. But when you when you think about social media as a whole, um, and I'll start I'll start with you, Isaac. How do you think the masses are looking at social media, and how should they be looking at it? Mm. I think the masses are looking at social media as entertainment, mm -hmm. but it's really a business. It's 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 a new frontier of of uh, real estate and IP and monetization that I think people don't understand. And it's going to change very, very fast. I think the value of what people do, um, they're going to recognize the value and the energy that they put into content. Because mm -hmm. right now for the past, you know, 20 years, it's been fun. You get popular and then from that popularity, it leads you to opportunity. But there's really actually a direct-to-consumer um, relationship that's that's – about to emerge and dominate where it's like, okay, I don't have to get famous. I just have to tap into my fan base yeah. and, <laughs> and monetize that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Without having to, you know, scale to have a million users or 10 million or whatever. It's just these small groups, these small communities of people are going to make people very, very rich and very, very wealthy in a, in a short amount of time. Yeah. What's the psychology of getting someone to hit that, hit that like button? Because like you were talking about it on my call the other day. And mm. um, there is a now people aren't as free to hit follow as they used to be. Yeah. Right. It mm -hmm. seems almost very challenging to get to. Uh, it was ch it was challenging before, but it seems harder to build a following now than it was before. Is that right? I, I, I would agree, in my opinion, simply because. Um, before you would see there wasn't that many creators doing um, certain things. And being that there probably weren't that many creators and there was very few people that you looked at as the guy in the space, mm -hmm. um, it's more, it was probably way easier for you to hit follow, for you to like, for you to subscribe, for you to, you know, constantly stay tapped in with their stuff. But as the platforms grew, as uh, I hate to say, it, but TikTok came out and they kind of, I want to say they shifted the whole dynamic of social media in a sense of, if you really study TikTok, you'll realize that, and, and you know, Instagram stole from TikTok, Instagram stole from Snapchat, they, they steal from each other. They stole but, from me. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, if you look at TikTok, the reason why TikTok won is they had this thing where new accounts, new users, you can get on a platform, you can post your first video, and they're pushing it out to thousands, tens of thousands of people. It was super easy to go viral. And what happens once we go viral? It's a dopamine hit. We get likes, we get followers, we get comments, we get shares, we get saves. We look at the engagement. Every second we wake up, we're looking at our phone. You go to sleep, you're happy to look at your phone the very first thing because you want to see all the engagement you got. You go to sleep, you're like, oh, it's going viral. You can't wait to wake up. Throughout the day, you're just checking it over and over and over again. And TikTok made it so TikTok start this 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 wave, so to say, where it's easy to go viral. And being that it's so easy to go viral, that's where you have all these creators and you have all these um, mega influencers. I'm not even gonna say mega influencers, but all these influencers, because the second somebody has 10,000 followers, 100,000 followers, all of a sudden they're an influencer. And it's like, it's not that they're anybody special and it's not that they do anything any different to anybody else, but 
TikTok has given them this platform. So I say that to say, since TikTok has this thing where it is just super easy to go viral, they kind of cracked the code with it. Every other social media platform is starting to pick that up. They're starting to implement it. And my thought process is if it's so easy, if there's this many people just putting out, putting out, putting out, it makes you, it makes creators want to come on and post. It makes creators want to come on and, and be influencers, be, be, be these, these personas online. And I feel like that's why it's kind of harder in a sense to answer your point to making people follow you, making people like your stuff, because it's so many people and it gets to a point in time where it's like, uh, I like this video, but I'm gonna like it and I'm gonna keep scrolling. So it, it does get harder to follow people. In my opinion, Isaac, you may have a different opinion, but I think it's harder to follow people. I agree with you. Uh, I think it's harder to engage with people now simply because of everything that TikTok started and how social media is just becoming as a whole today. No, I was going to I was going to add to that. He's he's absolutely right. And it's two things. One, people are the, the platforms realize realize the monetary value of having a following. So I'm going to demystify social media real quick for everybody watching. I'm going to demystify it. Whatever you're doing right now, from now on moving forward, think of yourself as a television network. Every single person that has a smartphone, that has a social media page, that has the ability to host video, that has the, the capability to host video, you are a television network. Mm -hmm. You are ABC, HBO, you are you are that right. Mm -hmm. And so, as soon as Instagram realizes that, these companies realize that, then what do people do on networks? They advertise. Mm -hmm. So if you have a hundred million followers, that means you have the ability to advertise to a hundred million people. And a brand can go directly to you and say, I'm not running ads on Instagram. I'm running ads on you. Mm -hmm. And for that very reason, <laughs> they smush your engagement and crush your, you know, oh. they start shadow banning you or suppressing, mm -hmm. hiding you from the community to limit your engagement. Right. And then with TikTok, this is a cool thing about TikTok that I thought, which really was true, is that they they made following irrelevant. Following is irrelevant. Yep. Following doesn't matter. Anymore. It's, not, it's about, about engagement. And I answer, I, get, I always ask that question is, would you rather have a million followers and a hundred thousand views on your video or a hundred thousand followers and a million views. Hold on, your on video. say it again. Say it again. Would I rather have a million followers uh -huh. and a hundred thousand views on your content? A hundred thousand views. Or a hundred thousand followers and a million views on your content? Of course. Let me get them, let me Engagement, views, right. Yeah. Engagement is way more important. The following follow is, looks following is dead. Follow right. Yeah, that's a following is, that's, so, so the thing that I'm going to change in social, I'm going to do it. Everybody's going to copy me when I change this. I'm going to change the way that people view it. But um, watch everybody change that because it's going to make it. It's going to make it a lot more relevant. Following is dead. It doesn't. Yeah. Your following doesn't matter. People want engagement. And in fan base, we're actually pivoting more towards an engagement platform where it doesn't. I want everybody to see everything whenever they want to see it. So there's not a there's not a personal fan base that will ever be shadow banned. You know what I'm saying? It, it, there'll be a lot of content in the in the sphere of the universe of fan base, but that you will never not be able to not find somebody. As a matter of fact, like every every follower you gain is a guaranteed viewer. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's not like okay, so if you have 100 million followers and you post a piece of content, we're going to send that to 100 million people. Like we're never going to not do that because advertising is since since we don't do advertising, I don't have to limit your visibility to make money off you. Mm. We're making money off the rev share of the subscriptions and the in-app purchases that go on through the platform. So my like the platform's got to hate you like Instagram and, and, and Facebook and TikTok. They're in competition with you from day one. Yeah, because of ads. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because of advertising. 
I see. I see. So they can't let me get too lit and make too much money off my exactly. followers. They gotta get in the way of that. Because they come because because Coca Cola would come to you and say, put a Coca Cola commercial on your page. Like I always say, the seventeen million people watch Sunday night football, right? So on Sunday night football, brands pay about between six hundred and eight hundred thousand dollars for a thirty second commercial. So if you have seventeen mm. million followers right now and you could hit a button and reach seventeen million people. Then you could charge eight hundred thousand dollars per post. So imagine you just say, "Okay, I'm going to post two posts a day. I'm going to go ahead and make one point six million dollars today." So Instagram knows that. So for that very reason, they smush your visibility down because it forces Coca Cola to come pay them to have that reach and not go directly to you. So they're cutting. They're standing. They they step in front of you. They're playing with your your your, your visibility. They're playing with your metrics. They're playing with all your content. So what do we do here, man? Like, because we all want, our objective is to grow a following so mm-hmm. we have a built-in database of customers mm-hmm. so that once we drop our, our, our book or our coaching program, whatever, we blast it out there. We got all these followers, people buy. Yeah. But it doesn't work that way anymore. What it's, do we do? Solution number one is like Isaac is doing right now, just owning the platform. That's yeah. outright. Um, solution number two is... At the end of the day, you don't own it. You rent it. So you can't really, I don't really think there's room to complain. At the end of the day, they give you this platform where you can create a free account. Um, You can post every day on it for free and you can reach the billions of people that they have on the platform for free. So it's like, who are you to really complain that you're not going viral? Your posts aren't doing this. Your, your post isn't doing that. Because at the end of the day, you don't own it. I mean, they, they gave you a platform to to be able to showcase whatever it is you want to show. Um, But uh, I don't really think there, there's room to complain other than if you're not going to own the platform, just continue showing up every single day and I'll do your competitors. Uh, that, I feel like those are only two answers to it. Okay. Let's, 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 let's talk about how to outdo our competitors. Some people's, how important is aesthetics on what the page? Nah, nah. I mean, how, when you come on there, aesthetically pleasing. Depends on what, you, depends on the content. Yeah. Talk to me. If you're, a fitness person, then yeah, you want you want your abs to have baby oil on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you if you if you're making food, you want your you you know you want your plating to be right, and you want your food, you want the cheese to look gooey. Yeah. And I see this this dude every everything he make, I want to make man. It's so good. He be making like the he makes pizza inside of like spring foam pans, and he'll just chop up dough and put pepperoni and cheese and then bake it. And it's this stringy. I was like, yo, that shit looks it looks great. Um. It, information is different. It depends, you know, or comedy or stuff like that. That necessarily doesn't have to look aesthetically pleasing. Like low quality, I say, like low quality. Con- the the less produced the content, the better. Meaning, like when you're when you're when you're creating the the skits. Like Country Wayne is a perfect example. Yeah, he's ma- he's shooting that shit on an iPhone. Yeah, and it's getting mi- and, and and that's what I that's what I love about fan base because. I'm predicting that all these streaming platforms are going to merge into like four. I think they're going to be a big, I think there's going to be four in, in five years. There's only going to be four left, right? I think it's going to be Netflix. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Apple and Disney combined and Hulu as one. Why do you say that? Because I think Apple's going to buy Disney. Disney, Disney plus. No, they're going to, you're going to buy Disney all, the company. Yes, they're going to buy Disney. I think they're going to buy Disney. Why where are you getting that from? I just look, hey man, I'm just this is what, what the little that's what my spidey sense But what makes you say that though? Because Apple has a content problem and Disney can't afford Disney can't afford to continue to make content because they're not making enough money from it. 
Meaning, like I was saying, this like they're charging fourteen ninety nine for Disney Plus. Loki season two costs one hundred and forty million dollars just for one series. Now imagine all the content that they have mm. to spend to make original content. It's they're like twenty billion in debt. Apple's got plenty of cash because they make product. They got they make product. They got an app store. They're making revenue. So they they're just they're you know two trillion dollar company. They good like so they have so they want it. So now the only thing missing piece is they need content. So if, if you if they snatch up Disney. Now they got content. Hold on. Okay. Hold on real quick. Which means by what you're saying, the people who can produce a lot of content really put themselves in a way to create partnerships with people who just have a bunch of money or are winning in another area. We pump out a lot of content here, right? Yeah. But I guess I need to find a company that finds value in what I do. Because I'm not that hard. That's the, the the design of the design the way that I see social media is a free market for people decentralized that everybody's a channel. So meaning like and it's ha- see it's happening right now. It exists now. It's just again psychologically people don't think people don't people don't have collective a collective conscious. We think like ice cubes and ice ice tray like we think like that. Meaning we don't take. We don't take the business, the politics, the art, the science, the spirituality and put it all into one. And then how do those collaborate together to work, to build a business or scale or be successful? Because I, I, even even Steve Jobs is probably one of the biggest people I idolize. But I, I pay close attention to the fact that he was genius enough to build Apple, but not smart enough to not get voted out of Apple. Those mm-hmm. are two different intellects. It's two di- those are two different ranges of, of thought. So it's like, I'm so, everybody's going to love what I'm doing so much. He was blind about the fact that, yeah, but this board can vote you out. They're, all they care about is the shareholders and the value. So now you got to watch that part. Yeah. And then you got to watch the. Steve gotta, is worried about the art and yeah. the feel and changing and they, the and they, world. Right. And it's like, that's going to be great. And it's like, ah, oh. but then when he got his second chance, he came back and said, yeah, I own. He got rid of the, he got rid of the board. There ain't no ain't no board. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? He gave everybody a little exit package and say Apple is my company. Like this is my shit. Mm. And so I think um, ownership of your your IP is extremely important. But for you, I think monetizing content via subscription is just going to be the the norm. It's going to be. I'm telling you, like I don't I don't understand how people don't get it already. Like there's nothing. It, it shocks me. It's it's somewhat challenging though to no. get someone. No, I'm cutting you off. No, no, it's not. It's not hard. All right. So real quick, I have a I have a subscription here, even on YouTube. Uh, it's like four ninety nine or tonight something mm-hmm. like that, right? And we put out additional content that nobody else gets to see. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one one nugget can make you thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. And all you got to do is invest. You can sit down. Come on, come on. The $10 a month, which is $100 for the year, right? I, I give really valuable stuff. Yeah. Or like in the morning meetup, it's $500 a year. I'm on a call every day pouring out my heart, my soul, the businesses that I'm doing, the current stuff that I got going on. They all get to see it first. Yeah. We do live meet, all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's the messaging of why we don't have... 20,000 people in the morning meetup. It, it, just no, I think, it, it I blows also, me away why this isn't happening. I also think it's also the medium in which you decide to do it because you kind of have to funnel your 
your audience into a space where they they know what they're there for or they understand that. So that so that's a good thing about like that's a good thing about OnlyFans. It's like I'm, titties and ass. Like I'm going there for titties. And <laughs> ass Try to keep it as edited as possible for my monetization sake, if you don't mind. Titties isn't a curse word. I mean, asses, I mean, ass, just do your best. Just, do your, be- just do your best. Okay. Yeah, well, well, booty and boobs, right? The freestyle off the top okay. of the door. Yeah. So, um, you know what you're getting when you go there. So, there's already a there's already an audience for that. It's like Twitch. I'm going there for gaming, mm. right? And so, once you kind of know those spaces where you're going, then you're always gonna you're gonna have customers that are in- interested in that content as a general perspective. And then, and then they narrow it down on YouTube. You, there could be anything from a music video to, you know, a fireworks explosion to right. it's just, it's populated with so much stuff that that's, that's not there. Why I, what I love about what we do is we give you the option. We give you the ability to have all of that and then narrow it down. So you get to segment it down. So right. the focus is for you to actually compartmentalize that audience, separate your fan base from your following. I say you, you, everybody has a following, but everybody has a fan base too. So buried within your following is a small group of people that are dedicated to what you're into. It's also concentrating those people in one space. Now for you, you might be doing that on a podcast network, YouTube, Instagram, all these places, right? So imagine you said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put up a, a link that directs you to go to one place now and that's the only place this stuff is going to be. I'm not going to be on all these social networks again. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to be on one. And one is my free stuff and my paid stuff at the same time. And, and, a lot, and the people that are successful with that, that's called funneling. So when they say, okay, so you can go to an Instagram page. And then and, and a lot of people don't use their funnels. But like, it, like I always use Bad Baby as a perfect example. Everybody knows Catch Me Outside, Bad Baby. You go to her Instagram page. She has anywhere between two and ten photos on her page at all times where she has 16 million followers because the, her link tree, she's funneling. It's like, okay, I'm directing everybody to this, to my only fans. I'm directing mm-hmm. everybody to my music or everybody to my, um, my music video. Right. And then she's converting those people. So she's making that monetization happen. Yeah. That's what you have to do. We're spread too thin. Everybody's on like, I'm on Twitter. I'm on, and they tell you, and I, and I, and I say never leave because once you built up those platforms that have all of these, these users, that's just your audience. Now market your audience to where you want them to go. Don't right. continue to serve them. You have to, and everybody ain't coming. Yeah. That's the thing that we got to get comfortable with. Like everybody ain't following me the fan base. Yeah. It's cool though. I'm over there. Like, but, but the irony is I have almost half as many followers on fan base as I do on Instagram. Like I got like 160,000 followers on Instagram. I got like 80, 85,000 followers on fan base. And that's and, and that's like I don't even really post on there a lot, but I'm I'm building a concentrated community. So for you or anybody out there, you just got to start, you know, monetize. Like monetization has to be the conversation that you have to have with people, and people are afraid to say that they want to pay for something. I said that the last time I was here, though, David. Yeah. I was like, if I was like, if me and you, this is this 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 easy thing. If me and you were to start a bakery today. Mm-hmm. And we had to give away muffins for free. So we got we to gotta, we gotta spend the cost of creating the muffins. Right. But we got to give them away for free every day to every single person that comes in the store until 
Keith Lee walks in there, with, miraculously out of nowhere, and says, these are the best muffins ever, and we go viral, and then we get all the money back from doing what we did, yes. then we would go out of business before that happens. Yes. You're not going to make this it. That's true. So you got a muffin, you got to sell it. You, if you got content, you got to sell your content. Everybody's not going to buy it. Mm-hmm. But, when, but once you take that approach and leave the, leave the, the fame out of it or the, the, the visibility or whatever and say, okay, cool. Like when I, when, I, when, we were talking, when I saw this video, that video about Kai, when he was talking to Speedy, he was like, I got like 8.5 million followers on Twitch. And he's like, okay, cool. And he goes, I got like, how many subscribers? He goes, oh, I got like, I think he said like 50,000 or something like that. Paying him four ninety nine. He's making 400 grand a month off his subscribers. 400,000. He's 21 years old. And, that, and so what I say is all of the creators that, that were doing the TikTok dances that want the brand deals and want to hold up products, right. they're looking at this month. Like, God, like, why is this 21-year-old kid making $400,000 a month? Because he's, fo- he's, he's focused his audience on one platform. He's giving them free content, and he's giving them paid content. So you have 8.5. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th. Two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, 
boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you know right now yet, you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal. That triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. Secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code BIGDEAL at checkout and get your tickets now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights, take your brand to new heights, take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer, okay? I'll see you at the summit. and Don't forget to use promo code Big deal. Five million, but less than 10%, no, less than 1% of your entire following on that platform is making you $400,000 a month. Mm, you know what I'm saying? gracious. Okay, okay. So I, I, I want to help some of the people, especially in, I'm sorry, go ahead. You said something? I thought you said something. Okay. Um, so... Y- I think uh, Isaac, he was talking about finding that tribe of people that are into what you're into. And that's kind of like the, the, the philosophy behind these yeah. pages, right? Yep. So yep. Walk, walk me through that. So, yeah, um, and I, I like how you said, funny enough, fan base. That's literally what it is. I tell people that all the time. Um, you're building a fan base of people who like this one specific topic that you're talking about. So the idea is this, right? Let's say you're into, you're into sports highlights, and you curated some of the best sports highlights as they happen on a day-to-day basis on this one place, on this one platform that people can come and consume every single day. Mm-hmm. What I realize is with um, these pages, and not just these pages, but pages altogether, um, um, influencers, creators, um, what I realize is the most successful creators are the ones who can build this fan base. You can have the most followers in the world, but followers don't mean nothing. Followers mm-hmm. don't mean nothing if they're not a cult. Like, I like to say they have to follow you. Like it has to be like a cult like following. That is where it's made. Why do you think Kai Sinat, for example, would make somebody he makes? He has a cult like following. The yeah. top creators, and and this is where I think this is where social media as a whole is going. Is going to who can build the biggest platform of cult like followers? Because once you build this platform, think about who was it? Is it Kylie Jenner or Kim Kardashian? I think she built a brand new brand on her first day launching it. It was just did some Instagram posts, made a million dollars. And that's because she has a cult-like following. I don't know why she has a cult-like following. I don't know what she does, but she has a cult-like following. So having a cult-like following, I think is so important going to 2024, 2025, and just the future of social media altogether. The question is, it's not who can have the most followers, but who can build the the, the biggest fan base, literally. like not even the deepest drama. connection. The deepest connection with this community, exactly. But like Super Ray. I love Super Ray 14K. You know him? Yo, he can't. Yeah, yes. I, he, he didn't have the followers that he had now a few months ago. And then did you see what Instagram did to him? No. Clapped him. Oh, they crushed his, they crushed his engagement. He did a video about it. He shadow banned. Really? He was making, he was getting 50,000 followers a day. It was a, you see that video? I posted no. that video. And I, and I watch him. Like I, and he I, got to I, 1.5 million and they put the brakes on his ass. <laughs> I'm telling you, hold up, look, I'm about, I'm, about to, I'm about to show you, I'm about to play you the audio of the clips so you can hear it. And then you can see the video. And I did that on purpose because I wanted people to see that this is what they do to your ass. It's like they'll, they'll crush your engagement because now, because he was monetizing. This is what he was doing. He was having people DM him 
to take their videos and do the voiceovers over his videos. He was making a bunch of money off Cash App and all that. And they were like, this is what Shadow, he was like, this is what Shadow Banner looks like. He said, they put my ass in the basement. Yo, you know what's crazy? Look. Is he... That's what Shadow Band looks like, nigga. You 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 was doing thirty thousand followers a day. Them niggas done put your ass in the basement of the motherfucking internet. Look at this game. <laughs> Look how it went. Oh wow! Look at his shit. Oh, show, show, show this. Look at. Hold on. Let me turn. Let me turn my brightness down. Hold on. Let me turn my brightness down so you can see it. Nah, look how. Look how they flatline your boy. He was. He was. He was. He, he was going good, and that's they. That's crazy. They flatlined him. It was a. <laughs> to have your license. That's crazy. Yo, but yo, here's here's what's crazy. They crushed him. He worked for that though. He did, but that's I remember. What, he, I, I might have called him when he had. I don't know. Twenty thousand followers, something like that. But he's posting forty eight, times a day. What? Forty posts a day, going crazy. But but he but it's but it's it's genius. It's like I love because he's putting he's taking normal content and putting hit. So first of all, it's no cost of production. It's not, my mind breaks down. To, it costs him nothing yeah. except a microphone and a computer to talk over. So he's doing voiceovers over all all, all pre existing content from any point in history. He can go back to the seventies. He can go to the eighties. He can go to Africa, he can go to India where they just sticking their hands in all kind of food and right, slinging right. it on a plate and be like, y'all nasty. If you wonder why yo, yo, you got bubble guts. I know why you but, sick. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it just it's it's genius because there's no it's no cost of production to do that. Mm-hmm. But he is the star of that content. And so now there's a value to that. And as soon as Instagram recognized they were like, shut him down. Cause he about because he about to start because that 1.5 million people, that's he probably making a thousand, two thousand a post. Bruh. So how do we trick the algorithm to like you don't. be lit and then stop being lit? You leave. You, lit, you leave. You go to fan base. I I look. I just sit over here like this. Y'all <laughs> y'all be here one day. Y'all y'all be over here one because the because they do that on purpose. That remember you remembering your when you were talking at first you were saying the the slot machine type. So TikTok does that, meaning they'll they'll take one of your posts and say, oh yeah, give him five million views on that. And then the next 40, you're going to get 2,000. But you'll keep playing. You'll keep throwing them quarters in there. Because of that one time. Because of that one time you hit. <laughs> and then it's like, ooh, I got another one. And then it's like, and then you're in the, and then you're in the, you're in the basement again. But that's the dopamine. It's like, it's, it, they, it, to the point that I guarantee you they have it down to a science for each person. They say, after 25 posts, we lose this user. So on the 24th post, make them go viral again. You got to think about the psychology and the science of it. For every, every they have, a, they probably have a profile on every user on that platform of when they come and when they leave. So it's like, oh yeah, this user, every one hundred posts, if we if they don't see anything any change by one hundred, they'll leave. So on ninety nine, give them that five hundred thousand views, and then mm. they tap out. Mm. Have you ever watched? Um, Wait, Mike. Have you ever watched um, the Social Dilemma? Yes. That movie is really, really yeah. good, and it, it, it kind of breaks down. You just made me think about it. I never thought about it like that, but a little closer. I never thought about it like that, but that's a very valid point um, because the commonality with like all the pages and stuff that we we've ran, um, there's always that flatline point. Mm-hmm. It's always that flatline point, but what I realize is it always comes back. Yeah. You just keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. But that's the sad part about social media as a whole is we don't own these platforms. They can do whatever they want with it. And I, I would say that's probably one of the cons with it. Uh, you know why they flatline you though, right? Why? Okay, so the, I'm telling this is the game because what? So 
real estate, advertising is built off real estate, digital real estate. Mm-hmm. So if you post a video that gets a million views, and then you post another video that gets a million views, you'll probably you probably won't post as much, right? Mm-hmm. But if you post a video that gets a million views, and then you got to post twenty five more videos before you get another a little bit more engagement, you just gave the platform more real estate to put ads in between. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That's why they want you to. That's why they tell you, oh, to trick the algorithm, keep posting. Nah, we need content to run ads in between. So you're feeding a machine that's placing advertising in between everything that you do and making. So they're gonna get their money back. Mm. So we're gonna give you the two million video, but we're gonna get our we're gonna get our money back tenfold because you're gonna spend the next forty videos trying to go viral, and they're gonna be ads in between all of that. So the trick is to keep posting, though. I mean, that's no, all the, you- the the trick is to 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 extract that that core audience yep. and monetize that. Yep. So for example, case in point, to to prove your point, me and your podcast got four million views on my cha- on my page. My post right after got four hundred k views. Keep in mind, like this is more than what I normally get. Every single post after that didn't even pass hundred k views. And mm. I say that to say, kind of like you said, they're probably just gonna. I'm thinking in my head, yo, I just, I'm lit. Two posts back to back. I'm going to keep on doing this. I'm going to keep on doing this. And you kind of have that feeling, that dopamine hit again, like, yo, I I want this to happen again. So you keep on doing, you keep on posting, you keep on posting, looking forward to that one post that's going to go off again. Yeah, but every one of those got an ad in between it. Yep, exactly. On somebody's feed. <laughs> exactly. On somebody's feed, and they're making a bunch of money off that. So even that, so even that 100,000 views, even they make even they make a few f- pennies and cents, but collectively off a billion people, oh, yeah, we're only going to make 35, 45 cents off that one post. But when you're doing it with billions of people 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's cash money. It's numbers. It's all numbers. Yo, mm-hmm. talk, talk to me about the white side. What's going on? All I know is black Instagram and black Twitter. And black That's all I know. Mm. But what about other cultures and their relationship with social media? Is it the same? Mm, that's a uh, good question. I don't think so. No, it isn't. I don't think so. Well, it, yes, yes and no. Yes, it is. There, it, it, it is the exact same because there are people that love sports highlights and they're not. They're doing that. the The only issue that I've seen is the inequity between black creators and white creators because of advertising. Meaning if I'm selling Welch's or Perrier, I can't have the most famous people on my platform. Can't be just all black people. I have to have, because again, I say, unfortunately in this country, things built by white people are naturally perceived for all people. So if it's a, so if it's a, Mm. so it's a McDonald's commercial with, a white family and white kids and they go to McDonald's, that's for white people, Latino people, Asian people, black people, it doesn't matter. It's just broad. Mm-hmm. But if I have a McDonald's commercial and I got 10 McDonald's commercials and everybody's black, white folks ain't going to be buying McDonald's, dog. They're right. not. <laughs> so it, so it, so they it, did that for the blacks. Yeah, they do that. And to the point that they'll change the music to some hip-hop with right. some record scratches in it. Kicker, tricker, come to McDonald's. and like, right, yeah. He's not walking like that. Yeah, you're on the side and like all that. that kind of... Like, I was watching, I was watching the, um, this high-score documentary on Netflix um, about the video game industry because that's when I started talking about Jerry Lawson. But... They were talking yesterday. It was about Sega and how they wanted to make Sega cooler because Nintendo was for kids. So they targeted Sega and made it for like 12, 13 and up with the Genesis, right? Because mm-hmm. it was a 16 bit console. Nintendo was eight. They made it 16 bit. And then it was like commercials, with like black women background things like Sega. 
I'm like, and I always say like they cannot, you cannot market or promote anything without the assistance of black people. Like you can't, you can't, you can't do it. But it behooves a platform like TikTok to have very, very famous white creators. And, and I prove this point. If you look at the top 100 creators on, on TikTok, there are probably eight black people. Everybody that is white is just a normal human being that has created content like a Charlie D'Amelio or a Zach King that people love. The black people are like Will Smith, The Rock. Like, you got to be that. Like, look at the comparison. You got to be a 20-year, I went to a WWE superstar to megastar actor to have the equivalent of some young white kid to get the same amount of views because they need those views to sell Dunkin' Coffee. So it's a complete inequity. It's like... Do you think TikTok did that on purpose? Yeah. They don't want that. Yeah, they're not going to let... Bruh. Because naturally... Okay, so put it like this. In all other areas, when we when we really think about things in in a perspective of comedy or sports, typically or arts, the arts in general, creative spaces, black people are usually the most popular people, right? It's like Beyonce, yeah. LeBron, Michael, Kobe, Kevin Hart, Dave yeah. Chappelle, like the super, you know, super huge. So then, how is it even on Instagram? The most famous people on Instagram are typically in the top one hundred. A lot of them are black people. But as soon as you get to TikTok, it's like, yeah, it's 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 as white as it can get. Mm. And then it's like you know, and then it's and then it's Dave Chappelle and Jason Derulo. I mean, I'm that Dave Chappelle, Jason Derulo, Kevin Hart, The Rock, um, uh, Kaby Lane, Drewski. Those are the couple that break through. Drewski. There's no black women at all. Like in the mm. top 100 of TikTok, there's no black women at in the top 100 of TikTok at all. Yeah. No. Interesting. When you study it, it's like because it's like that's how they make their money. Average, see, like ninety-seven percent of Facebook's revenue comes from advertising. So they can't average. So they can't have the most famous. Everybody just can't be black and famous on the platform. <laughs> they just can't. You know what I'm saying? They just can't because you it's a be different black and famous. It, it's a di- it's a different set. But in the NBA, it's like okay, cool. It's like it's like. The, the athletes and like I get okay put it like this I'm pretty sure from a from a marketing perspective the 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 Joker jerseys and you know what I'm saying the, that they they love they love having those guys he's he's a great player phenomenal but they but from an advertising perspective it's amazing because it's like we got a white face that we can put dollars behind right mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying those are the things that i'm talking about when you have when you have those like when you have wayne gretzky's oh yeah yeah we love it it's it's out of here who's, who's the joking 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 the Who? guy Joe the, the uh the, the basketball player jokic yeah jokic in utah because you know we had we had no white NBA stars in a minute. Him and uh, what's my, what's the guy from Dallas? Luca, 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 Luca Doncic. Also, and I know Joker. they love it now. Like, yeah, yeah they, they love on. it. But they're, but they're but they're but they're taking nothing away from their talent. Yeah, it's sure. just great marketing. Yeah, it's like we can't have like John Morant. It's like no, we can't. <laughs> we can't have. See, like, we, we got uh, John Morant out there doing the gritty. <laughs> we got a, we got a caller. We got a caller. <laughs> Who we got, Nella? <laughs> All right. Well, before we bring this caller on, guys, we are going to start taking your calls live. So if you want to join this conversation, if you have a question, you want this free smoke, go ahead, text your question to the number on the screen with your name and your Instagram, and we will bring you on live. But 
Let's go ahead and get to this first caller. True, you are on live. Free Smoke with David and Friends. What's happening? Hey, 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 guys. Thank you. Um, quick question. What are your thoughts on actually owning a server and, like, funneling that poor audience to a website that's on that server? Um, not saying to leave these other platforms because I understand the importance of being there, but just building your own in the process. What do you mean by server? Basically a a website. Basically basically your own website, correct? Yeah, it's a place that your website actually lives. So there's a... So I I say that's that's doable, but it's not scalable. And what I mean is I built... So I I, I want people... The reason that I... I think Kim, Kim Kardashian's Instagram page is worth more than her website. And it's only because she's there, plus she's there with other people that are there for a lot of different other things. So think of a place where everybody could, everybody's had the ability to build websites for years. You can build a website with whateveryouare.com and funnel people directly to that website. The problem is, is that what variety of content or, or um, information or entertainment are you giving people because once they see everything that they they've seen, they leave. That's kind of the hiccup with like Patreon and OnlyFans. It's like they're similar. Mm. They're, they're, it's like once I've seen the nudity or the one person's content that they put behind the paywall, I leave. So it's not necessarily scalable. It's not really that. When you build a community, I call them like malls. Like a social media mall mm. is better than a standalone store. If I have the Isaac K, if I have the Ike store and it's just on the corner and, and all I'm selling is Ike, cool. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have customers. But I have the Ike store, the David store, your store, the Beyonce store, the Lakers store, the Kevin Hart store, the video game, all of them together, where it's all that foot traffic. So basically, mm. social media platforms are an enormous amount of foot traffic for varying interests. So the likelihood that other people will discover you by walking through that mall, as opposed to you just being out on the corner. Is that, is that Got it. So stay where the players are. Yeah, it does. He, what I basically hear him saying is like, stay where the players are. Don't make people have to come and find you. Like you stay in that arena and you just keep yourself relevant in that space. Keep putting out quality content, and then you get yourselves and things while you're there. But don't leave that space to go build your own because you probably won't be successful or be able to to scale it. In in short. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's that's what. That's what fan base is, a combination of both. So fan base, you can have followers and subscribers on the same profile. So you can put all your free stuff, and everybody can post their free stuff and move around. But then the people that want to have that niche content, then they can subscribe to you for that. That's the reason why I built the platform the way that I built it, because it just gives you an opportunity to have the best of both worlds. All the, all the, all the mall traffic you want, but then that one store where you can sell your stuff, you can pull from that, and you can pull from everybody else's audience, too, and still have that foot traffic. Right. So if you're educating someone or you're putting out educational type of content, um, do you think like, okay, yes, put short form content on all of these platforms, but fan base is a better space than, I guess, Patreon or a website or any of those things? Of course I'm going to say that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we give, there's more tools available. There's not content suppression. Um, We're scaling the platform so that 
it's it's based off engagement. I tell everybody, never leave any social media platform that you're on. Don't leave TikTok. Don't leave Instagram. Don't leave X. Don't leave none of those places. You continue to, to engage on those places, but then start to drive those audiences to where you want them to go to another to another social community that they're going to wind up staying. So because what you don't want is you don't want people to come there, then leave. You want people to come there and stay. And then it's like, oh, we there kicking it already. And oh, she just posted something. She just posted a new educational piece of content. They watch her content and then they go right back to living their life the way that they live their life and then it, that cycle repeats over and over again ah, thank you thank you those are my questions but i appreciate y'all absolutely are you, good, are you good on social media um i'm decent with social media like i know the information um i spend more time executing for other people than i do for myself and i believe that that's always been my hiccup um, and that's mainly because like, that's my profession. I'm a project manager full time. I work with other companies to take those tedious tasks off of their hands. And so when it comes to social media, um, sometimes I'm not automating or I'm not creating as much content as I should, but when it comes to like how it works, what to do to scale it, I, I know that I, I know that and I've mastered that. Good, good. All right. Good stuff. Thanks nope. for calling in. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. All right, so what I'm what I'm what I'm hearing now is we really need to figure out how to get people um, to fall in love with us, or how to get people to, and, and obviously guide them to the correct path. They love you already. They're already there. Yeah, but there still has to be some sort of strategy on. No, one hundred percent. Yeah. How do we get people? How do how do I get someone who's stumbling on my page or seeing me for the first time? How do I it's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. 
NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Get somebody to say, hey, I'm about to go do a live room on Facebook. Come on, follow me. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't move that fast. Well, well, where is, but my point is, is Facebook where it's popping? Is, is, is Facebook the, is Facebook the well, I'm fan, fan base. Okay. Well, fan, I, I'm, I'm about to do a live room on fan base. Follow me, y'all. Right. So, so we had a lot of people create accounts, like 100,000 users, maybe 150,000 users in the past two months when Clubhouse made a change to the way that the app functions. So capitalizing on the way that like giving people the things that they want, like the environment that they want, like if they audio, if they love audio, like for you, it's like, I think there's a whole segment of audio that you're probably not using. Like, are you on, are you on X spaces or you do spaces? And see the thing about that, what's important about that is, and, and, and that's even more advantageous because it only requires one of the senses and not two. So I can listen to you and cook food. Why, you know, watch the game. I can be on, I can be playing, Call of Duty, listen to what you're saying, and it's like so. So you're freeing yourself. So people, that's what that's what that's the the gem of audio that people haven't realized. It's just like it's just like radio. It's just like podcasting. Like I don't. It doesn't require anything. The visual component requires people to focus. I, I can't. If this conversation was going on right now and it was playing through my car through an audio app that I just had sitting up, this is great because I can drive. I'm a because we have a lot of truck drivers that use audio. We have a lot of people that work. We have a lot of we have a lot of people that work in like Amazon factories. Like the dudes, they they go on these dudes in Memphis. They work at the Amazon distribution center, and put on headphones all day, and just talk on the audio rooms because they can still do their job, but still engage in conversation and talk. And it makes the time go by a lot faster. Imagine being at your job and like I get in the audio room, and just kick it with a bunch of strangers and talk about BS all day. But I look at like, man, we've been in this room four hours. I'm about to get off work. Right. <laughs> so it's it's you know I, I think that. You have to also think of emerging technologies or where people are going. So I say, when you said Facebook, I was like, well, Facebook is not even where it's at. It's Facebook is for old people. It's over for that. It's the it's the older, you know, that's where people are going to talk about politics and they're going to they rem, reminisce over past relationships and try to rekindle with their high school sweetheart. Mm. But that's not where the culture is, you know what I'm saying? Sure. And there's a, and there's a, and, and again, there's a distinct difference between he, you're, you're 22, right? So, when I say when I see someone that's 20, 22 years old, when I was your age, we were excited to be able to store our photos 
on a website that people could go see, like a MySpace yeah. page or a Facebook page. Now, all, you don't care about all the photos is in your phone. Mm -hmm. You know, you, there's no sentimental value just placing your memories on a website. Yeah. So nobody. So that's what. That's why primarily with Facebook was so popular. It's like, oh, I got my friends, and I'm getting to see on the wall, and they're getting married, and nobody cares about that stuff no more. Mm -hmm. Now people want to be. In, now we've gone past that to entertainment. Yes. It's my, channel my, surfing. My question. Yo, oh, first off, we got to shout out the super chats. All the people that's showing love. Who we got now? Talk to me. All right, all right, y'all. First and foremost, I miss the MySpace pages. Oh, uh, what? But you get your little music playing? Right. Yeah. But don't do the top friends part, because then that just gets you in trouble. You crazy. No, you is. need to intentionally <laughs> let somebody know you no longer in my we top. We really friend. not cool that yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> that was equivalent but, to an unfollow today. <laughs> Put all your sneaky links in your top eight. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Oh, but first, not yet. Thank you so much, guys. First and foremost, thank you so much for all the super chats that you guys are dropping. If you are loving the information that is being given to y'all, go ahead and drop a super chat because it's not just going to this podcast, but it is going to help David and all his friends go to schools within the inner city of Atlanta and teach them about entrepreneurship, teach them about other ways other than traditional education that we know. Right? So, Nayada, hmm? thank you so much for dropping that amazing $10 super hold chat. On, hold on, hold on one second. Put it back up there. What did you just say? What was that what icon was next to her name? Oh, oh, oh. So. She's a member. She's a member. Uh -huh. So, the so I was able to actually create members <laughs> on the there. Badge. It looks like a little star. But <laughs> David, actually, you not, you not, you not realize the because. He remember earlier he was saying that looks like the gold verification that's the gold badge. Gold verification oh, badge. <laughs> but I created the colors. So, okay. And and the longer someone's a member, the more it changes. So I'll be able to see how many people just you know like if if someone's commenting, oh you've been here for a month. Somebody else they might have been here for six months and they got a whole nother color. He about to pull and it up automatically changes. I want y'all to see that. I don't know y'all can see them go. Y'all can't see them gold verification badges, but fan base had that we had them gold badges first. What does the gold? So the gold. Mean? So the gold badge on fan base is basically um, people that invested in. Early. Matter of fact, you have a gold one. I think. I'm pretty sure you have. I think I'm pretty sure you have one. Royalty. Uh, I think you have a gold badge, but um, um, it's it's for people that work for the company. Yeah. So high level employees and then people that invested early in rounds. And there's there's two other ways that you can get a gold verification badge, but I'm not telling people because nobody's done it yet. It's like a, it's like a game. It's like gotcha. when, <laughs> somebody, when somebody crosses that threshold, though, like oh, you've done X, cool, gotcha. and then you'll get the gold. So YouTube, what well, they they allowed us to create loyalty badges. So I I created those. those uh, are like, that's a little social proof. Got it. And the longer they're there, it signifies your tenure. And once you've been there, I think like a year, you get the little multicolor social proof badge. Got it. So it also depends on how, what level you join in at, too. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. The, the badges just determine how long. So you'll get the loyalty badge no matter what. No matter what thing. And then it changes with your tenure. So, awesome. but shouts, yo, first off, join, join, get a little... Get a little badge, y'all. Get a little. You could be a social supporter for four ninety nine, and we take the guys. You guys are not helping me buy steak, okay? Pie Lamborghini. Maybe. Yeah, or get a Lamborghini, okay? <laughs> you are um, wild. We are so heavy into the schools. Actually, we were, I was supposed to go to ACCA today and speak with the kids. I don't 
Yeah, ain't, I ask for no money or nothing. But what the kids don't know is I'm taking the money that you all give in your membership badges, whether it's four ninety nine or nine ninety nine, twenty four ninety nine, whatever you whatever you decide to be a member in. We're giving you additional content throughout the week, but also we're taking the money and investing in youth entrepreneurs. Okay, it's very very important that we invest in our youth. So whether you give a super badge, you join as a member, you are putting a seed in the ground. And today, today, you might be saying, oh, I'm giving $20, $30. But I'm telling you, that seed is going in the ground, and it will grow on good ground. And don't ask me how it works, but it works the way it works, where if you give, it starts to come back. What? <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know how that, the law that, works. That, I just know that it works. That manifesting? Come on, ma- manifestation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, but thank you so much. Thank you so much. We're going to run down these bad boys really quick. Marsha Ray, thank you so much for your $20 super chat. We appreciate, appreciate you. True Lee, thank you so much for your four ninety nine super chat. And mm. Braids by Joya, thank you so much for your nine ninety nine super chat, y'all. Once again, this isn't going us. Do it for the kids. Do it for the kids, man. Do it for the churn. All right? We love y'all. So I have a a question. Talk to me. Question. So can you tell me a a little bit about fan base? Like, is it for people who want to – is it like – a live pl- a, pl- a live platform is it for static post videos it's for every it's everything so we got so we got we got six we got I'm, we we definitely gonna hang out we definitely gonna connect so there's six verticals to post on the platform so we got uh did you drop some <laughs> i don't want you to be mad at me what'd you what drop wing sauce a little wing sauce it's, okay. it's, yeah. okay. it's leather man a little water will come up yeah <laughs> but um we got posts stories live Flix was a short form video, audio rooms, and then Plus, which is like YouTube. Yeah. So you can post up to two hours worth of content like a movie and put it behind a paywall. So I wanted to create like a multiverse of social media where people could, you know, utilize the platform and then be in any part of it. So there are, so these are the audio rooms where people are having conversations right now. And then um, Flix is where you're able to look at short form video content like TikTok and scroll these these images and have that. And then there's long form, so it's all mixed in together, and it's just limitless. Question, can you show me what's behind a paywall? Like, what's an example of something that's behind a paywall? It depends on the person. It could be, like, like my, 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 uh, one, of the, one of the users posts, um, like, videography content. Like, okay, he's a video, he shows you how to set up your camera and get the best sound for whatever. Um, so Jefferson, so he'll, um, I'll show you um, Jefferson Lewis. Shout out to Jefferson Lewis too. If y'all don't know, he's he's a, he's a stunt man. Jefferson Lewis is like he's out of control. He be doing stunts and videography and all this kind of stuff. So and and uh, Nella, real quick, if you could put um, just put like join download the fan base. Yeah. So see, he's giving you he's giving you tips here on how to do this content. Yeah, that's behind the paywall. That's behind the paywall. So it looks like that. And then you can unlock one of these. You can unlock one of these by using this virtual currency we call love. Mm-hmm. Or you can subscribe and open everything. So, so here's the thing about it. If, you, if you've seen this, this, and this. Hold on, let it load. Cause my, and then that. I invented that. No other app did that before. Where you can subscribe. It's going to pop up where you double click and pay for something. Mm-hmm. No app did that before Fanbase. Uh, so, before when Insta, so when you see Instagram. Yeah, they got that from me. And the, and the reason why I think that that's cool is because I'm demystifying the fact that none of these platforms are coming up with any great ideas. They're just looking at what the cool people do and then they take them. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm like, there's so many things that we're going to do in audio. I'm going to show you something we're going to do in audio that I showed Ryan from the gathering spot yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
that yeah. we're about to start doing the audio. And I'm like, yeah, because because I, I know they're gonna steal it. As soon as I put it out, they're gonna steal it. And I'm like, all right, it's cool, but it's it's cool though, because I'm doing this with like, I'm not saying I'm not doing it with no money, but I'm not doing it with a hundred million dollars or right. two billion. I'm doing this with collectively raising ten million over about three four year period. So, so question, yeah. What kind of um since you're the creator of it, what kind of posts does your algorithm favor? We're it's built. We're building that right now because it's, it's it's wide. Like the al- the algorithm has to learn. Yeah, so we have it learning, and and right now the algorithm is only on flix videos, which is like our version of short form video. It's not on all the pieces of content. Gotcha. So expand it. Like th- that's the thing about capitals. Like there's so much that we want to do, and there's so much that we're doing. But when we raise that capital, we'll be able to just iterate and build because we're we're bringing live streaming on fan base plus so video games so gamers will be able to game we're taking audio to web so like so audio fan base audio on web will be here in two weeks so that means any audio conversation that happens you can just send a link and you can listen to it without having to download the app Dang. so you just be able to just check it out and then if you want if you want to speak or if you want to um uh type in the chat you have to download the app but you can just listen to it so you'll be able to listen to any conversation that you're having so it's going to it's going to expand I'm, I'm looking at audio rooms that have millions of people in them in the future as opposed to the max about four thousand five thousand people because of the app or how many the app can contain but on the web it's, it's limitless scott never ceases to amaze me we're gonna own, we gonna own the future let's do it we got all right we have a caller ebony you are on live Free Smoke with David and his friends. What's up, Ebony? Hey, how y'all doing? Thank you so much for the opportunity to ask you a question. What you got? <laughs> so my question um, concerns my um, my own viral moment. I just recently went viral, but Instagram will not allow me to monetize anything. It's saying that I'm ineligible. So I wanted to know what's the best way to funnel my followers to a new platform or to my own website so something that i tell people all the time is the the common misconception that people have is youtube pays you based off of your viewership um i don't think tiktok does either but instagram you don't make your money off of the instagram platform if you're trying to make money from instagram platform you just like kiss that goodbye i'll be honest you want to make money off the people on the instagram platform that's where people constantly um, misconceptualize Instagram. So you want to figure out a way that you can pull these people off of um, one post. So, for example, I don't know what it is that you're selling. I don't know what it is that you're offering. But one way that you can do this is having a many chat automation sequence. So, hey, um, so, for example, we just had this uh, post go viral with us. And I don't think it was on that exact post, but on my next post. I said, hey, comment IG and I'm going to send you the blueprint for free. And every single person that comments IG, I'm basically sending them a link directly to whatever whatever it is that I'm offering and selling. So what that will look like for you is you will first sign up for ManyChat, connect it with your Instagram, and then moving forward from this point on out, um, anything that you're promoting and posting, I'm assuming that if you're looking to make money from it, I'm assuming you're selling a product or service. I'm assuming, is that correct? No, I'm not selling a service. So I'm an actress and I just, do funny things online and something I did um, went viral. So I'm thinking about putting more production into the idea um, and building merch around the character that I created online. Got you. Well, Instagram probably be a really good place for for building that the, that audience of people will ask for monetizing straight from the video itself and the viewership. Um, your best bet, in my personal opinion, will probably be YouTube and TikTok. Yeah. TikTok just rolled out this new feature where it's called, um, uh, what is it called? TikTok monetization, TikTok creator, something like that. Where 
Yeah, TikTok shop is one, but there's another thing they dropped. It's a creator. It's like a creator fun thing. Yeah, creating enough. Uh, yeah, but it's a creator space where they uh, monetize. They give you you get about two to four cents per thousand views on TikTok. Yeah. Like two to four cents per thousand views. But I'm gonna tell you what, they, like, like there's other ways to there's other ways to monetize. TikTok is the best place right now to monetize from views and also from outside like um there's a there's a creator on there that's a lawyer she used to be a lawyer but now she created an amazon storefront and so her videos get millions and millions of views and then people visit her storefront and then buy products off her storefront and then she gets a commission off that so she's making like three four hundred thousand a year just off the commissions from the products that she's selling on Amazon, getting pieces of but but her her content is phenomenal. She's got really good style, like her style is amazing. So people trust her. So she's built a she's built a uh, she's funny, but she built a community of trust. So it's like I trust, and she'll wear the outfit and try it on, and be like, oh, "I'm gonna go buy that." And she'll put the links to all the things that she has, mm-hmm. and then she has her own couple boutiques as well. And then she has Amazon. So then she's just making. She's just funneling all that based off the content. So for you, um, if you're trying to monetize, I wouldn't I wouldn't put any more into the production value of your content. I don't I don't think that should be an expense that you should do. I think you can be funny with 24 frames per second, 4K on an iPhone. Like that's all you really need. Um, at editing software, you can get uh, CapCut, you know, and 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 make you know dope content off CapCut. You can use AI for a lot of a lot of different things and stuff like that. So less is more, I think, when it comes to the content space. It's just if you're going to be funny and a comedian, then you got to find how can I take that that funny content and then create a community of people that want to pay to say to see me take that character to another level. And if you put production content, production value to that content, charge for that content as opposed to just, you know, spinning your wheels on IG. Because you're not going to, your IG got rid of, they, they got rid of their reels bonuses. Like if you built your, if you were trying to make money off reels bonuses, yeah. them days is gone. I think what what I will say is I think I could be completely wrong. After realizing, and you've probably seen this, all these social media platforms, they copy each other. Mm -hmm. So my thought process is I don't know when, I don't know how, I don't know what it will look like, but TikTok copied YouTube in terms of making money from videos before you couldn't get, you couldn't get paid from TikTok, like the viewers. Mm So I think that Instagram is going to come out with something where they can pay for viewers just so they can compete. They had they it, they just and they took, took it, away. it away. The reels <laughs> bonuses, right? But I'm but saying even, no, even even long form video. That's why Country Wayne left. Really? Because they stopped paying for the long form videos. Really? That's why he's just he's only on Facebook and he's oh, only wow. on YouTube. I didn't know that. So get this, we did a we did a video. Um, we did this little skit thing, right? And goes crazy on Instagram, but really goes crazy on Facebook. On my Facebook page, I looked the other. I looked yesterday actually. And I made $3,900 off of that video. Really? Now, it's going crazy on Instagram. And I can see that these pages are so excited that they got so much popularity on their Instagram page. And I'm like, forget that. I'm Everything that I do, I'm putting it on Facebook because Facebook paid me for this thing. Yeah. Wow. Country Wayne is going crazy in, on Facebook. Yeah. Long form conversation. Then I'm going on Facebook. I'm looking at it from a different eye and all of the stuff that I watch, like I'll find myself on Facebook watching like UFC fights or <laughs> yeah. the guy, yeah. what's it called? It's like a, it's like a gold digger prank. The guy is talking to this girl. Yeah. She's not giving him no play. And he's like, Oh, all right, cool. And it hits a little beep beep <laughs> on his little, yeah. on his Lamborghini truck. <laughs> and she's like, hold on. Hey, <laughs> and then, 
they got a camera in the car and they're having a conversation in the car. But I'm watching because it's something happening with a whole bunch of anticipation that just keeps me on longer. That's why you see these Facebook videos where they're like, yo, look, look what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen when I mix this and this and I put some Coke in it. Okay, guys, I'm gonna mix it. I'm gonna mix it. All right, let me open a bottle of Coke. Oh, that one's strong. The Coke is strong. I'm telling you, we're gonna pour it in here and it's gonna be some sort of explosion. I'm just waiting. You're, you've watched it for 12 minutes and they still haven't poured the Coke on the mustard to make whatever's gonna happen. And then I'm, I'm realizing, yo, they keep me here. But they're only keeping me here because every minute I'm there, it's more and more money. And if we can build the anticipation. So that's why me, Donnie, Ernestine, we sat down and we said, oh, we're gonna do these skits where there's a point to it and there's a conversation to it but we have to keep you on for a little bit. So I'm like, I'm just looking, I'm looking at the landscape from a different perspective. I'm sorry, whoever that was, I need you to not be reactionary when it comes to social media. Like we want to do something great. And we think that once we get popular, a bunch of, a lot of people see it. Oh, we lit all our money problems are over. And it don't work like that. You have to anticipate this. You have to look at it. The only reason I post on social media is because I need Hey, y'all, I ain't going to lie, man. They sent me this Yuffie lock. Think about being on the couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school, and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Yuffie lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry. So it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there, you don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door. That way, no battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging, it's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Eufy is on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay, listen, you need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, Eufy, E-U-F-Y dot com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's, 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 it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y video lock. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, 
backdoor incredible. Okay, so search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash Video Lock. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. To drive people to the thing that I'm selling. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. Not for popularity, not for views, not because... Listen, as we build out these skits on Facebook... It's just longer form content, which shows my range of media production, podcasting skits. So when I do this podcast summit, you have to come because I figured out the game, but I'm monetizing off of what I've done. I need you to see the game like that and stop just making videos because we want people to like what we have to say. Question. What's up? Are you also posting your, since you're seeing that you're, you're, you're generating revenue from these Facebook videos, are you also posting your videos on YouTube and Facebook now, or you're just you're pushing them over to YouTube Let me only? tell you what happened, bro. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened. And hold on, okay. I got I to go Instagram. Just come to YouTube, y'all. Just go what it happened was. Let me show you this, bro. This is, this is wild. What it happened this was. This is wild to me. So, no. So, we posted on Facebook. I didn't think it was going to go like that. It goes crazy, right? So, um, somebody sent me, and every day somebody sends me another person that posted the video. But this kid, oh, I got to find this group chat. Me, Donnie, and Ernestine are in this group chat. Here we go. And somebody sent me this Instagram page. And the Instagram page, it's not an Instagram page, it's a YouTube page. Somebody uh, made the caption, a $700 bill, a birthday, and some delusional women. Hashtag birthday dinner. (laughs) Gaslighting. <laughs> this this kid started this channel February 9th, 2023. He has 1.345 million views. He has 1.3 million views on the YouTube channel. He remixed our video. The video on his page has almost 1.4 million views. Wow. He has 5,000 subscribers. He took something that he saw going viral on Facebook and Instagram, uploaded on YouTube. That video made this man a few thousand dollars and made his page. Yeah. Incredible. Didn't go to your pocket. It didn't Shade go to room, pocket. ball alert. They charge him full 5000 a post. The only challenge, I couldn't put it on my, I, I wouldn't put it on my YouTube because it doesn't fit in my YouTube Yeah, channel. right. So aesthetic. But, it's, it, but somebody was smart enough to see something and say, yo, I'm going to put it on my channel, and they went crazy. So to answer the point, you don't post your podcast on Facebook. Yeah, I post my podcast everywhere. So like the full like the full podcast episode, yeah. you have X amount of views on YouTube, and then you have X amount of views on this episode on Facebook as well. Yeah, I mean, we do it, but it, it, it hasn't caught on Facebook gotcha. because I don't think Facebook is the platform where people sit there and watch a long podcast. Got you, got you, got you, got you. That's interesting. I didn't know yeah. Facebook was paying people to... Post concert. What? Oh yeah, they they pay they pay for videos. Facebook pays. Facebook's been paying for videos the whole time. Whole time. But that's that. But that's that. But that's that's gonna. That they're trying to stay relevant because that's what they can. They're trying to do that. They're trying to be the place you where younger what? people are. Yeah, I, 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 that reminds me. I think Facebook was at one point, 
And this could also be a play for fan base, not going to lie. Um, and you'll see Kick doing it as well. You probably get where I'm going with this. But they were paying gamers exclusivity contracts where you have to stream here. Oh, no. I already know. Look, somebody that I might listen. I'm not going to say no names. You got someone on your list? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say no names. But I said that I said that Kaisenat is going to be a billionaire within five years. And people look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, all right. And I just I keep hearing rumblings of nine figure deals to be exclusive to a platform. Uh-huh. Like a, like nine figure deals, like not mm. not the low nine figures, like <laughs> mid nine figure deals just to stream for like four or five years. So I and my and my point is is like that like these subscriptions. I, that's why I keep saying like yo, I just sit back like people don't people don't they don't understand that you couldn't you couldn't I couldn't be I couldn't see Kasanas video and not duplicate that even as a rapper. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a rapper right now. If you're not, if you don't have subscribers as a rapper, you don't understand the advantage that that gives you. That gives you leverage over your label. That gives you leverage over any negotiation that you have because you have your fan base that's paying you. So if you're in a shitty publishing deal, if you're in a shitty record Come deal, on, Isaac. I'm sorry. If you're in a bad, a <laughs> bad record great. deal, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're in a in a not so favorable record deal. Um, when your when your deal is up. That's a whole different conversation because you can come to the table like, well, I'm making 1.7 million a year off my subscribers, so my new recording contract is going to have to be mm-hmm. a 20 million dollar deal. Or you're an athlete, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or you're an actor. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, see, the, the, I'm going to say this: the days of canceling people are about to be over. In 10 years, you ain't going to be able to cancel nobody because they're going to have their fan base. Yeah. So mm. you you going you can you can whatever whatever happened to Jonathan Major is cool okay cool Disney fire me I'm I'm about to put out ten ten movies on my own platform mm-hmm. and have my own subscribers mm-hmm. and I don't need I don't need Disney and Marvel I just I just produce my own content you ain't gonna be so you ain't gonna be able to cancel people like it's like nah you can't cancel people cancel like that culture is about to be over oh yeah it's gonna be over you're not gonna be able to like, when it comes to cor- when it comes to corporations yeah. they're not gonna care these kids don't care yeah you can't cancel Kanye. <laughs> you can't cancel him. Yeah. If he says I'm gonna just build a Yeezy factory in North Georgia and sell Yeezys directly, I don't. He don't need it. Like that's what they're. That's my point. Is like direct consumers the future. It's like yeah. we're we gonna be past that. So we've got to start building our influence. Yes, we all agree. First off, can we take a a, a tour real quick? Because I just want to argue with Isaac for a minute. Uh, when it comes to the content that's being pushed. We're going to make it a quick black thing real quick. The content that's being, um, that's being developed from African-Americans specifically. And it seems like most of the content that we create are in the relationship space. What are your thoughts? Yeah, of course it's engagement, right? Anything that, anything that gets people in their feelings Politics. (laughs) Politics. <laughs> I'm talking anything that creates a, a visceral reaction to a person is going to generate views. Mm-hmm. If you're just trying to be funny, that's one thing. But as soon as you say, "Here comes some bitter black women," like I told you, as soon as as soon as your wife said, "I got a husband," if you ain't got, no, I said, "That's what that's what that." And Donnie, her reaction, that's what made it go viral because it created that energy mm-hmm. that. At first, it was like, you know, that's normal. Okay. It felt a little skittish, but then it got real when it said, I don't know about y'all, but this is my husband. 
And now if, if, for those of you that don't have husbands, <laughs> there, that's that, mo- that, that, that iron side. Right. It start going off in their head like, right. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like they getting mad. So as, as you're creating this platform, it's almost like, even though I know you don't like it, you still have to encourage it. Well, I mean, conflict. So entertainment, information, conflict, and attention. Yeah. Those four things are are the are the cornerstones of engagement. Yeah. And so if you're if you're creating content, it has to be that. And I get pretty good at it. I, I get pretty good at it myself. I know when I'm going to say something, and a lot of times there's truth to what I'm saying, but I say it in a way. Like I'll give you a prime example. Perfect example. There's a video that I did about this guy named Jerry Lawson, who's the guy that invented video game cartridges. Black dude. I don't know if you saw it. Mm-mm. So black dude, this is why I made this video. Because a black, did you know that a black man in Silicon Valley in the mid-70s was the person that invented video game cartridges? So the reason that we have Atari, Nintendo, Sega was a black guy. I didn't know that. His name is Jerry Lawson, right? And the reason why I said that is I did... I did EYL the end of last year and there was an announcement that um, a woman named Sarah Bond became the first black president of Xbox. Real quick, bro. Side note. Okay. I should have been in that post. What post? Cause you, I think you made a post like, yo, thanks to all the platforms, EYL and something else. And I'm like, aren't you had some little viral moments? Too? No, you I did think not. I- you didn't, but I'm not the person to say, Isaac, why you ain't tag me? I just, you just said it. I didn't never said it if you didn't just talk about no, it. No, we had, we had no, we had some, we had to, no, the, no. I think, I think at the time, <laughs> no, 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 hold on. I'm, yes, I, I, because I, I was looking at because you, you <laughs> shout out like Black Enterprise or something. Like no, that. I shout, I'm, I'm like, tell you, I'm gonna tell you it was. It's Rowan Martin. Yes, it's Charlemagne, Ebro, and EYL. It was somebody else and that Frank, I was like, Frank Ski. That I, but but the reason the reason was and I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna t- tell you the reason why I'm the post. no I know I'm gonna tell you the reason why I use those individuals is because and it's not that you wouldn't do it it's that they have been overwhelmingly supportive of lending the platform to help fan base raise capital like oh, they've yeah. been they've been like oh you need to come on and talk about it like yo I'm trying to I'm trying to meet a goal and they're like yo you can come on whenever you want to do that like you know like Charlotte like Charlemagne how mentioned, many times you been on EYL Three, really? and I've, I've done. And I've done. I've done all the big three. I did. I did. Um, I did EYL. I did InvestFest, and I did Market Mondays. They were like, "You did the Holy Grail." Like, I was like, "You were the first people to do all three. Like, I was like, "Like, I appreciate that." I can. I can feel that. I can. Feel and I've, I've done Frankie's radio show like multiple. Times. I did the like. I did the Breakfast Club like. Where's twice. that, bro? Where's that? Where's the post? You, probably, I del- you know, at the end you got to delete all my posts and then you know restart. So I probably are. But it. but. Bro, half your page is clips from that. Interview. No, we had a really, we had a really great conversation. It was amazing. And, it, I, and I think I saw more conversation about fan base around that yeah. time. Yeah, but I, I don't think I was raising. I don't think I was. I don't think I was raising capital at that point, though. I don't. I can't remember. I was. No, I was because you invested that day. I invested that day. Yeah, you did. You did. I could have yeah. got a. I could have got a tag. Yeah. No, I, I, no, no, I'm no, not no. I, no, but, <laughs> but, but also, but you know, what's so funny though is like. The conversation that we had after that, even like being in this, it's like I know when I'm in, I know when I'm around people in environments that are masters at a craft, and this is a mastery. 
I, and, and so my, my point is like every time I come over here, I'm like, yo, this is a well-oiled machine of mastery when it comes to creating content. There's so there's a lot of value in that. Like it's like yeah. it's like when I walk, it's like when I go into the gathering spot and I know like they're going to have the vice president there, and it's a mastery yeah. of like building community and things like that. Like I know that mm-hmm. people have. EYL is a mastery of financial literacy. Like, yeah. but this is like, cause you don't see this. This is like, there's a lot of thought. There's a lot of thought and preparation that went into this. That's what I mean. So that's, so my, that, that little monologue kind of made up for it. I feel better. <laughs> I appreciate it. No, okay. there's, a, there's a lot of thought in, in, in preparation for that. But the point that I said about the post that I made about Sarah Bond was because so what? She's the first black woman president of Xbox. And I said that in my post because I knew that, that was going to create a reaction yeah. to some black women. But, and I said, I said, and then, so what I do is I create the, I create the moment that creates the thing. And then I, I take you down the educational rabbit hole. And when you get to the bottom, you're like, Oh, so you're saying who cares <laughs> that she's the black president of Xbox because this black guy named Jerry Lawson invented a video game cartridge that gave the ability for Nintendo, Atari and all them to exist. So when you do your research, we shouldn't be excited to be accepted in spaces that we probably invented in the first place. Mm. So why is that? Why why is her being the first black president of Xbox when a black guy basically invented everything that Xbox was built off of? Right. So are you saying a formula to becoming a person that people truly follow is you have to ruffle some feathers? Yeah, you gotta you gotta you have to have you have to be opinionated and you have you have to create that like Charleston White. 100 percent jason lee 100 percent like these the the shade rooms the ball alerts they create those tasha k's they they create these i I mean um stephen a smith uh uh skip bayless um any 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 adversarial opinionated person that has those types of of things i mean that's that's the whole cat williams interview was it was just it was just like it gets people in their feel. I told you, I I don't live in my feelings. I don't. My life, I don't live. I, I, it's a it's a literally like a mastery. Meaning, I it took me years to get to the point that I recognize 100%. that people live their lives through their feelings. So I, when people say things on the internet, because because I made a post the other day about what's the post that I made? And I'm gonna read it to you. And this is this is this had me cracking up, and I thought this was funny. This young this young this young woman hit me. The post that I made the other day, it says as follows. A lot of you don't want to be in relationships. You just want to be seen at events, on trips, insinuating relationships for social media. Dudes out here is tour guides, chauffeurs, and cameramen. If you don't get your dignity back, boy, that was my post, right? <laughs> so I knew immediately. So by saying that, right, I knew that, number number one, I had women DMing me like, I pay for my own trips. I didn't even say your name, man. <laughs> so you already telling yourself. I enjoy, I, I, I pay for my own trips. I don't need no man to did it. So I'm like, that's what you got to create. Yeah. Is you create you create those moments where you force people to, and there's truth to that. Yeah. There's truth that girls want to be, you know, they want to post the, the vacation photos and nobody's in the picture. And yeah. like, what do you do for a living? Because you're in Turks and Caicos and then you're in Paris and then you're <laughs> like, what do you do? Yeah. And that puts people on the defensive, but it's also thought provoking because again, I have a younger brother and I'm like, I don't want my little brother to think that he got to buy handbags and girls be on podcasts. Like if you don't DM me $250, I'm not even responding to the DM. Like what kind of world do we, this is real, yeah. this is real. <laughs> real. This is real. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 and, yeah. and that's absurdity to me. And as a young 
black man who and my, my brother got some paper you know he part of he part of the family business you know what I'm saying so I'm making sure that we not out here you know yeah. he's taking his money like you know he's you know he's 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 uh he's got a lot of acceptance letters he has a 4.35 GPA you know he wants to go into medicine so I'm like I'm teaching him the the other side of the game like man don't let these girls t- think you got to buy them fly them out and all that and mm-hmm. no man it's enough to be just a good a good person with potential and hard working and educated and that should be enough so you is know? and as you like you build out your pages so Tajan he builds out his theme pages right so what I'm looking at because I'm studying your formula is there's some sort of imagery and there's some bold text yeah Give me the psychology behind that because I want people to take away, okay, I, I'm either posting too safe or I'm posting too cool or I'm, I'm not creating any moments, right? So yeah. how, do you, how do you draw people into your content? Kind of like what he said. Um, I'll be honest, when, we, we, when I first started like doing this and started growing pages we we tapped into a little bit of controversy because controversy always when you stir up somebody's pot that's gonna always bring eyes mm-hmm. it's always gonna garnish new eyes viewership another thing that, that we've realized there's a lot of little intricacies that we realize but um stories like you said who you said who cares that she invented the first was it video game or she was she, she was the president first black female president of xbox nah but it'll be like something like that now we want to say not nah, like we want to say who cares that's actually a really good hook <laughs> a really good hook but um we'll call we'll, we'll use stories like that um in order to to create these these visual images that make somebody want to look more look deeper into the story this is exactly what the shade room does um a big part of shade room i'm not gonna say a big part but a part of shade rooms um revenue generators is actually their blog so something that they used to do heavy is what you'll realize is they'll post a story they'll post like a headline to it and then they'll start to like write about the story a little bit and it'll stop and like if you if you want to see the rest of it hit the link on our ball and it used to like i don't know if it it still does something for them now to to this day but that's something that they used to do a lot of um but to answer your point controversy is always depends on the type of person is always a good way stirring up the pot is always a good way to cultivate some eyes um having that bold headline having that strong headline like what is it that you did like why is it so special um and another thing too i'm not sure if this answers a point but something else that i realized um whenever you're crafting um a post that is visually storytelling and it, it, it typically garnishes more eyes is we'll create a post and we'll make sure that if we're posting like a picture behind it because we post stories, um, if we're posting a picture behind it, that the person's smiling. I don't know why, but whenever you see somebody smile, you're you're more likely. It's some psychology behind it, but you're more likely to to be in the picture. You're more likely to be inside of the post. Um, but it's little things like that in order to. And after doing this for some years, you start to realize what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. I remember it was a point in time where some of our best our best posts were come up stories. Where were they? Where are they now? So I, I don't remember one off the top of my head, but we'll be like from Chicago. Um, from Chicago, dad died at eight years old. Mom went to jail at 11. Um, growing up by themselves, X, Y, Z, to owning $50 million in real estate. Boom. It'll be that story. But you see how like interesting that was, like seeing where this person was, where they are today. That's something that, that really, really... Um, works you know what he's doing but but again what i say is people view content as inclusive so anytime you can see yourself in the story you're mm-hmm. part of it so that makes you part of the story like i can do that 
Like mm-hmm. I'm broke right now. <laughs> you know what I'm like, I, I like that happened. Like my like, like one of my family members is in jail, or I don't have this, and it's like so you you become part of it. The story, the 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 skit that you guys did, it immediately. There's no person. Everybody has feelings. Everybody mm-hmm. loves somebody. Everybody's in a relationship. So relationship kind is always going to work because everybody's been. Everybody's been here. Okay, so I'm 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 gonna I'm take it take it far out. I'm gonna go way around the way around the, the world. So remember when Hello by Adele came out. Hello. Hello, it's me. It's me. You know, how, you know how that that song was one of the biggest songs ever, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to know why? Because everybody's been one of the two people in the song. You're either the person that got cheated on, or you're the cheater. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. There's no, there's nobody on the planet that wasn't one of those two people in that song. Because you feel inclusive. You're included in the story. Yeah. So if you're making content that, so if if your content that has nothing to do, so when you're doing political content, that's not most people. Sports content, maybe, maybe not, but relationships, everybody's into relationships. Every, mm-hmm. Their identity, what you, what people choose to, to do with their lives. Like, okay, so it's like this one girl posted a video the other day about how I thought this was wild, but she has a poly relationship. Did you see the poly relationship girl video? No, she did the poly relationship video, and then she did like a graph of all of her partners and, and, no, and the different where groups. where is it at? And then, Thanks, you got me. Here, and here's the thing that here's here's the thing that even made it more crazy. She goes, I take prep. So she takes the HIV preparation medication just so she can live a poly lifestyle. I was like, you wild. And it's not You that, said what? It's not that serious. She takes prep. She's like, here are my partners. These are my hookups. These are my friends. These are my flings. These are my um fiddle around with. And it's and it's a whole I'm like, this is like 45 people, man. It's a lot of people. I'm really and, for- and, the, and the fact that you got to take prep to be able to go, so you have, so you can go out here and just have sex. That's a, that's. A, but my point is, is like people. But here's the thing: there were a lot of women in the contents. Like I love your, I love your, your fierceness, your boldness, and you, you, you can be you sexually like that, like sexual liberation to women. Don't ever question a woman's like. Don't ever try to question a woman's like sexual exploitation. Like that you want some engagement? Question the woman's body count. That's it. That's how you it'll it'll get fired up because you'll have women say, "Oh my God, you're such a, you know, I don't want to use a curse word or whatever. You're such a a, a hussy or whatever." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or other women be like, "I should be able to have sex with whoever I want to have sex with." So you're creating that conflict. So yeah. all about social media is all about creating content. That's why I posted that. That's really why I posted that Gino Green. Um, uh, Gino Green uh, uh, Denim Tears post. Find that post from you. Bro, creating please. creating conflict is uh, a little poly. So you seen them shirt? You seen people with them clothes yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. So that was an old <laughs> that was an old clothes back in the day. To everybody, huh? <laughs> what creating all? Yeah, find a little poly, the little thing. Man. I'm gonna find a girl. I'm find. A, I'm gonna find. A, yeah, I'm gonna find a, um, the poly relationship girl. This Cre- is wild. Creating conflict me. and inclusively, like like you said, to, to add to that point, it was something that we were testing one time. And this stirred up the pot so much for people. We put, it was a story about uh, Gabrielle Union. But instead of saying Gabrielle Union, we put Dwayne Wade's wife. That little thing, mm. it stirred up the pot. Like, oh, she's bigger than Dwayne Wade or she has more money. Like, people started going off. But yeah, we, we inten- but we intentionally did that because we understand that it's going to stir up the pot. It's still a strong story, still a strong hook. Um <laughs> it's still a strong hook, send, and it's just it crazy. Send it to, I, you said it's like a little, little, little graph. <laughs> watch that though. Hold on, watch it. It's crazy because because the dude says I'm not gonna say the word he used, but he's like lady part looks like an RB sandwich, like probably because because it's like yo, it's gotta be because that's too many people. 
That's a lot of people, dog. <laughs> to be like having consistent rotation. Oh, so this is this is the video that's in. Yeah. You a diagram to explain what my life looks like as a solo poly person. So I am at the center, and I am my primary partner. There are people who I'm exploring, people who I'm dating, my friends with benefits who I'm romantic with and sexual with, my lovers who I'm sexual with, my partners who I'm ten toes down with, satellites who come in and out of my life, and playmates who I play with in the kink and swinging spaces. My life is filled with so many beautiful people who love me, care about me, and all of our relationships are slightly different, but the love is the same. And when it comes to my sexual partners, of course, I am protecting myself by getting tested regularly. I'm currently on prep, and I give my partners my test results, and we talk about what our sexual experiences are to make sure that everybody involved is protected. Because if I were to do, like, other lines from certain partners, they have connections to wives or husbands or other partners that they interact with. So, yes, it looks like a lot. Yes, I can keep up with it all. Yes, I have calendars. Yes, I make time for all of them. Yes, we communicate. That's a part of being poly. I'm poly as fuck, y'all, but I know that many yeah. of you don't understand. That's what a lot. Oh, that went viral, viral though. Why wouldn't it? That's my point. That's it. What? <laughs> okay. How does that make you feel? Are you married? No. How does that make you feel? Honestly, first thought. Can't trust females. Um, It'll make you think, "Wow, she's pretty." If I ever seen her. No, nah, absolutely not. No. Her, her, her Try to get on that chart, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get your own little line on the diagram, yeah, huh? Right. Put me Hold on, because you ain't had that many on this little circle. How can I get in there right there? Put me in right there. <laughs> yeah, especially from a, especially from, okay. I'm 39, so I grew up with the thought, what's up, what we talking? What was that so, about? I know, man. Goodness I thought gracious. she about to do the Kim Hart. Damn. So I, <laughs> I'm 39. I'm 48. Growing so up. So shoot. I look good for 48 though. Watch gr- out. Growing up, the right thing to do was you marry somebody. Mm-hmm. A man marries a woman. Mm-hmm. That was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's how we grew up. That's yeah. what we saw. There was one person on my block who was, uh, who was gay. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like a, that's the house with the person. What? Okay. So the reason I'm asking from your 22-year-old perspective is because the world has changed and thoughts have progressed so much. Yeah. So when it comes to Polly, Polly, I'm just trying to like get your 22-year-old perspective of what you just heard. I think this is a bull take. Everybody has their own... Um, opinion on it. Some people related back to the Bible and how you're supposed to have multiple wives, and I mean not the Bible related back to their their beliefs and how you're supposed to have multiple wives and things like that. My personal opinion, I believe that I think that's how a boy thinks, and I think a man thinks differently. A boy wants this, 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 and this. And what I've realized is sometimes the best place that you can be is tied down on one person. So as it relates to polys and, and guys wanting all this and that, and I mean, even girls, like that's crazy to me. I thought it was just guys primarily, but even girls, it's just kind of, it, it's crazy when you think about it. But when I see stuff like that, the first thing I think of is 
the maturity level of them. That's the first thing that comes to my mind personally. Okay. Okay. Because somebody that's on their stuff, how do you have time for that? Like, how do you keep up with every single class? Like, she she listed 40 people. How do you make time in your day to have a conversation <laughs> with each individual person? I don't think that's possible. Man, I got work to do, man. You know what I mean? I got stuff to do, man. However, however, maybe that's her job. Oh, brother. And she's getting paid from it. And fine. she probably thinking, yo, how you got time to be out here making money in sales and stuff like that? I, I got people that take care of me. Look at my little graph. I wonder I was, if she has a job or if she lives off of them. I don't know. That's a lot of sex, bro. He probably has to live that's off of them. That's a lot of sex. That's a lot of... <laughs> that's a lot of, <laughs> lot of fluids, though. That's a lot. Goodness gracious. So, so is that... Uh, yo, what's crazy is... Go highlight her again. Go back. Highlight her again. I thought that was her. <laughs> she looked like Abigail. You look like her a little bit, but I know that's not true. I, right. A little bit, right? Yeah, that's why I double took. Like, hold on, is that she on here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what I what I'm also hearing is, and we get we get like slayed for it, but it's clickbait, right? So if you create something that intentionally gets people going, they'll say, "Oh, that's just clickbait, clickbait." And the answer is yes. Right? That's what marketing is. Yeah, that's what marketing is. The marketing is to get you to engage with whatever you're trying to get them to do. So it's like, yeah. I mean, when Snoop Dogg said he was going to stop smoking, that was clickbait. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody oh. bought into that. I didn't believe it for two seconds. I knew it wasn't. When he, he, came on, he came on fan base in the audio room. We talked about that. And he was like, man, I had people calling me. Talking about not now. Like, because he's in the cannabis space. He's like, right. his cannabis partner were calling him like, what are you doing? Like, you got so much money tied up in this, man. Not now. He can't. He played it, but he did. He's a marketing genius because he played it all the way to the end. He said he had a party at his house. He didn't smoke. Everybody was smoking weed. He was like, he'll be, and he's. I got on live, and I went. And he's like, oh, he must be really serious. Like, and people were like, is anything wrong with cuz you got cancer? And he was like, people wow. were checking on me, and some people. And then he got Meek Mill and Coyle Ray talking about they were gonna stop smoking. That's marketing. I would That's feel like, so dumb if yeah. I was them too. And like, it happened to be a smokeless stove. It was a smokeless <laughs> stove, and he was promoting and marketing. It was like, yeah, I'm done with smoking. I mean, but that's that's it. Like, it's it, I mean, clickbait is 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 what you want. People get, I think people get bothered that they got they got sucked into the clickbait when they find it. They just mad. Yeah. I'm mad you got me. Right. It's clickbait because <laughs> people live in their feelings. Incredible. I don't get caught. Like I I, I like I get like. I understand that even I'm starting to learn now the way that, that, that people even market the blogs. Like I know when I see, I know what a, I know what a baller alert post looks like. I know what a shade room post looks like. Mm-hmm. I see that Tasha K has got that red background yeah. now with the blue bar at the bottom and the yeah. writing. So, you know, she's starting to get her own create. So now you're developing a style so people know, and then they, they, you develop your brand and they know exactly who that is. Mm-hmm. So now they start to, tra- so it becomes your, your news source yeah. or whatever. It, it, so y- y- everything is, Clickbait. It's all marketing. That's what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be creating engagement. Yeah. The goal is to get people to watch. Question. Yeah. Snoop Dogg's on fan base? Yeah. He's an investor? Yeah. Uh, I was watching his post. Uh, I don't know if he was on a podcast or what, but what post was it? But it was like, it was either a post or it was a quote. And I think Mark Zuckerberg said, don't quote me on this. I think Mark Zuckerberg said it or Snoop Dogg said it. Somebody said it. That Instagram, he helped blow Instagram. He up. helped blow Instagram up. Yeah, he helped. He he helped blow. He helped blow it. Um, he helped blow Instagram up because that's that. He was like because they're early. Snoop's one of those people that he's early on 
anything new. He'll try to use technology. He's not afraid. He's not going to be like, I'm just going to stay on Facebook and do that. And so he's one of the first people that was on um, Instagram and brought a lot of people to the platform. But he was like, I had no equity. <laughs> he's like, yeah, right. I didn't own part of Instagram at that point. And that's the reason. So that's how I was able, the way, the way I raised money is I gave the general public the ability to invest and own shares in the company. So David, David has invested. Snoop has invested. Other people have invested. I keep most of the investors quiet because... I, you know, you always you don't want people to know that you're involved, especially on, in this side of the game, because people are just haters. They're like, oh, I don't like you. So I'm not going to invest. I don't like this person. So I'm not going to mm -hmm. invest or use the platform because I don't like them. So you spoke. We supposed to we supposed to pop bottles on the way out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on the exit. So, so question. So I like where this is going. So somebody like Snoop Dogg right now, if you were to look at his Instagram page right now. I sometimes call it a theme page because he, he barely ever, rarely ever see him post himself. He just reposting videos. Yeah. So my question to you is, what would that look like for somebody like Snoop Dogg um, in the sense of monetizing his page on fan base? What would he post? Am I asking that question right? Yeah, no. What would we, that look so like? we have that. Well, there's a couple things. I've kind of told a lot of the, a lot of the people that have invested I've kind of told them to kind of lay low and they're, and they're the bigger celebrities because I don't want it to be about celebrity. I want it to be about community. So it's like a party. It's like, I don't want, I don't, I, I appreciate when Snoop comes on and when he does that, but he doesn't, have, first of all, he's a busy person. He ain't got time to be on there all day long. Yeah. I need people that are invested in fan base as a platform, as a community. And then, so it's, it's building the, it's building the platform from the ground up. So it's not starting from the biggest celebrity because every because all this is another thing. All these other social media platforms do that, which is they'll come up with a feature and a functionality, and then they'll pay a bunch of people to use it, and nobody uses it. You can't do that. It's like the whole Facebook got out the AI likenesses of Kylie Jenner to be the people, or you know, like like Amp on Amp on Amazon had Candy, Jason Lee, Joe Button, Young Boy, and Nick Cannon, and the platform still went bust, and they were paying all of them. You can't buy yeah. audience. You can't. You have to build community. Mm -hmm. So you, when you try to pay creators to come on your platform, that don't work. That's not. Yeah. You have the people that just organically be there, and then when they feel left out of the conversation or the party, then that's when they pull up. It's like, well, wait a minute, fan base kind of popping now. I need to go over there and see what's going on, as opposed to just sitting on the outside. And plus, Snoop is older, and I really built fan base for a younger generation of people. I built fan base for your generation. I built fan like I'm. Like I said, I'm 48. I'm of the Instagram generation. I'm not even of the TikTok generation. I want to be the successor to the TikTok. I'm not trying to compete with TikTok, even though they're going to see what we're doing and desperately try to stay relevant based off what we do because every platform gets old and stale. Every platform is made relevant by the generation that makes it relevant. So I'm just like, I'm not, I'm, I'm playing the long game. I'm not trying to go directly at Instagram or directly at TikTok. I'm trying to create a different mindset that your content has value. You should be able to reach everybody. Everybody's their own channel. It's fun. We got innovative functionality that we, you know, we're building right now that we haven't put out yet because we know they're going to steal it. So I'm just playing the long game, you know. So I want to ask, ask this question real quick. If you are, so I, I do, I think there's value in being early on a platform, especially now with, with fan base. And y'all, this isn't like a, like a paid promotion for fan no, I no, genuinely yeah, yeah. love what's happening and um, it's really dope. So I think finding a platform on, let's say Instagram or whatever, you are a needle in a haystack. Um, but you can build a true following of people on something new. I think there was a lot of 
people who built a big following when Clubhouse was new because, oh, we're a small community, and as it grows, I become one of the staples. And I yeah. think that's what you're doing with fan base that's what That's what I did on Clubhouse to raise money for a fan base. That was my plan. I did that on purpose. But expand on that. So I got invited. I got invited to Clubhouse in August of 2020. When I got there, there were only 4,000. It was still in beta. So there were only 4,000 people on the platform because of the invite only. And I got there. And how many people are on fan base right now? There's about 600,000. So there was only, only 4,000 people on Clubhouse at the time. And so I had been accepted to raise money on Start Engine, but you can't say that you're raising money until the raise is live. So my raise wasn't going live until like October 29th. So from August, September, and all of October, I got on Clubhouse, and then I started inviting everybody famous that I knew. I said, I'm going to blow this app up. Mm. I said, I'm going to invite Snoop Dogg and Van Lathan and Charlemagne and Jermaine Dupree and Sean Garrett and everybody. And then and I said, when I invite those people, they're going to invite those people. And that's how the Meek Mills and the Measies and the 21 Savages ended up on Clubhouse. Mm. And I said, I'm going to wait for somebody to say it. And I'm like, somebody said it one day and go, here we go. We're about to blow up another platform we don't own. And I was like, <laughs> Birdman hands. Here we go. And then I went back the day that my raids launched. I opened up a room on Clubhouse and said, I didn't have audio at the time. I, and, and that was another reason. I didn't have audio at the time, but I was like, yo. I was like, well, you can invest in this platform on part of this platform. That first fifty dollars to $60,000 worth of investment came off of Clubhouse. It got the ball rolling because wow. people were like, okay. Because I was like, if we can do that here, we can do that there. The only reason why I built audio is because during that process, myself and Fadia Cater, who came on and she started bringing all her, all the music people with her. Mm-hmm. So it was between me and Fadia, we brought the culture to the app. And then Clubhouse got to a million users very, very fast. And then they raised $100 million at a $1 billion valuation. Mm. And they didn't allow any of those first million people to invest. Wow. So I leaned to my CTO and said, we're about to build audio rooms. Because I was like, if that's the case, then everybody just move to fan base, buy a part of the company and take this conversation over there. But- it didn't work out that way because, again, we, for whatever reason, we, we tend to hate on ourselves and our community because it's simple. It's just simple mathematics. And, I mean, it's like black culture plus social media equals billion-dollar company. Like there's no yeah. – that's the formula. Black culture plus social media platform equals billion-dollar company. So I'm like, okay, well, then I'll just build the infrastructure. I won't I – won't join the platform and make the little scraps off the top, which can be a lot of, can be millions The scraps can be millions, but, sure. but Facebook has a market cap of like $890 billion. That's the play is to, is to, is to eventually own a company that's worth 500 billion. But as a black person, because now with 500 billion as a black person and investors like you, that will see a significant return on their investment. Now you, we all can go and start investing in other businesses and reach on that. And then, so then, so then, I'm just, I, and, and I say this, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be controversial, but I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of the, I want to be able to do things like Marvel fired Jonathan Majors, and the next day I say, oh, I just signed Jonathan Majors to a, a 10-picture, $25 million deal to do movies on fan base. You're not finna cancel us. Yeah. Like, you're not. Like, it's not finna happen. You're not finna ostracize and say, oh, is his career over in Hollywood? No, because Hollywood is, Hollywood is in the palm of your hand now. Hollywood is in the palm of your hand right now, and there's nothing you can do. And the, the minute that we put a subscription button on social media, I don't think people understand that. There's nothing in between you and 6.8 billion people on the planet with a smartphone. 
But uh, that's my goal. So my my question for you too, uh, and then you guys your question. Actually, I got another question. Van Lathan Lathan is mm-hmm. your friend. Yeah. So he said something on that baller alert post, and I didn't like it. No, I, I didn't know who he was. I though. knew who you were talking about when you said it. That's why I commented because that was the one with him and Ebro on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I still don't know like who he is, but I know he's a famous. So Van, person. Van used to be on TMZ. He's the one that went off on Kanye. Remember Kanye? He was like, I don't know yeah. you, and I whatever. And then he eventually got fired because he got into an altercation with somebody at the company over some racial stuff. That's, and now he okay, has okay, gotcha. So now gotcha. he has higher learning podcast with with Lin, uh, uh, Rachel Lindsay. Okay. So yeah, but yeah, I know yeah, he Van. Said yeah. We got to stop letting these fake scenarios live. I was like, who are you? So, but the, what what that? But he was he was speaking I to like the. It. So that's what I meant by gaslighting. Because what it does is it creates division mm-hmm. amongst our community. It's it it is it is clickbait. It creates engagement, but the byproduct of that is us. What we were talking about last night is us going at each other, yeah. as opposed to focusing on building together. Which is what again why I say I don't get. I'm not heavily invested into sports. Gotcha. Okay. Well, Van, I forgive you. Yeah. Um, this was my question. You are brand new. Mm-hmm. You are like you don't have no influence. You just got a job. You never really worked out on TikTok, never really worked out on Instagram. And you're saying, I'm going to come on. I, I want to get your opinion, too, because uh, we were just having a conversation similar to this. I'm going to come on Fanbase or any platform, and I want to be somebody. I want to go somewhere. I want to wake up and pay attention. I'm going to start my account today. What the heck do we do to build some influence? And it, either one of you can answer this question. It depends. Do you want to be, are you an introvert or are you an extrovert? Do you want to show your face? Do you not want to show your face? What are you into? What aren't you into? Um, and once you have the answer to those questions, you kind of have the roadmap to what you want to be about. So, for example, um, for example, one of our brands, Black Wealth, it's all about black success and entrepreneurship. It's something that I'm actively interested in. It's something I'm actively into. I'm involved in. Um, so we're constantly posting like, you know, stories of black success, black entrepreneurship, and we're constantly doing that every single day. And I think today is actually like, and I mean, this is my personal opinion. I think it's easier to date, like today to build a brand than it was four five, six years ago because of social media, because of the landscape of how it is right now, because of, you know, the, their artificial intelligence, because of how, um, their systems work. So to, to answer your point, it all depends on the type of person it depends on the type of person. What are you into? And are you going to show up? Are you going to show up every single day? Are you going to post every single day? Um, and above all else, are you going to actually build a cult like following of a fan base? Honestly, and the person that can build this fan base, the person that can build this cult like following is going to be the person that wins in the end. Mm-hmm. You can post meaningless content all day and, and build a million followers of people who care less about you. Or you can build up 100,000 solid, loyal followers who are going to ride with you till the wheels fall off. Um, and it all depends on what you're trying to build. What are you going for? And once you understand that, just give more of what your people want than more so of what you want to give. Okay. All right. I, and I, I know you got to run, uh, Mr. Hayes. Oh, yeah. Uh, go, go, go for I'm a nobody. I mean, everybody's no. somebody. Well, I'm going well, to say this. I think you have to... People have to ask themselves an honest question. And the first question you need to ask yourself in making content, anybody out here that wants to get into the content creation space, is do you want to be rich, do you want to be famous, or do you want to be both? Mm. And that that's really because most people, the, easy, the easier thing to do is to become famous. 
It's a lot easier to become famous than it is to become rich. 100%. Social media proves that. I know people with 13 million TikTok followers that can't that everybody knows, but they they living in their car. 100. You know what I'm saying? So so people, the low hanging fruit is fame, and then people try to take fame and then turn that into money. Yeah. So most people that come to fan base initially are looking at, okay, how come I don't get as much engagement on here? Where's my engagement? My videos aren't getting enough views. Da, 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 da. So it's like, okay, you want to be famous. We're not at the famous. That's not what this is over here. Mm-hmm. This is just, we're building community. If you want to monetize that community and make some money, but we're, what well, we're turning into an engagement platform because that increases the volume of people that are still there to be able to purchase that content. So most people have to decide whether or not they want to be rich or they want to be famous. And what social media has been teaching people the last 20 years is the way to wealth is through fame. I'm teaching a different perspective. The way to wealth is directly to your family, directly to consumers, like bypass all that other stuff. Bypass. Like it's like the mixtape game. It's like if, if outcast had to give away their first four albums for free, before they were able to afford to put out um, speaker box and the love below, mm-hmm. then we wouldn't have that great content, yeah. but they were selling their music from the moment that they put it out. That's why the mixtape era was so detrimental. That's why content creators, people get depressed. They get burnout. Like a lot of you, cause for every, for every successful content creator that becomes famous there, that's what I was trying to tell Donnie last night is there a hundred thousand that die on the hill. Yeah. And you don't. And, and what we do is we take the exceptions and make them the rules, and they're not. So for every Drewski, there's a hundred thousand people trying to be Drewski, yep. and then when you don't become Drewski, you get depressed. Yeah. You know, you quit your job. You really you move to L.A. Think okay, I'm gonna be a star, and it's like, and then and then and then you have to fall back, and you feel like I'm a failure, and life didn't work out the way I wanted it to, and X Y Z, and I'm like, that's so hard. That that it plays on people like that and social that that is the kind of like the the ugly side of social media. Those are the casualties of the people that want to become famous because I've seen so many creators do that. I used to tell them all the time. I was like, "Don't move to LA." I was having a conversation. With, I, was, I was having some, I was having a conversation with some creators the other day, and they was like, "Yeah, I'm thinking of moving to LA." And I'm like, "Look, everybody that moves to LA disappears. They fall off. Come back. Yeah, yeah. But 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 I mean, but they all, but they lose momentum." Yeah. Like there's there's creators I know right now I won't I won't name their names but they were really popular and then they they thought they were going to go to Hollywood and get in movies and TV and film because people are chasing fame and it's like yo man you could just have this small group of people because I, I say this like and there's a huge wealth gap people don't understand the huge wealth gap in this country the average American salary is between forty seven thousand and sixty thousand dollars a year the average right. When we get them into the six-figure range, when women say, I want a man that makes six figures and all that, I mean, we're getting into, like, the 10% of all Americans, women, black, white, every, you know. Now, if you take black people, then you crunch it down to, like, 3% of all black people. And then if you're a woman, you got to cut that in half, so it's, like, 1.5%. So you're looking for a man that makes six figures, good luck. Like, because everybody's chasing those those. Scenarios, but I say this though. But when you take it in terms of social media, five thousand people paying you two dollars and fifty cents a month is twelve thousand five hundred dollars a month, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. That's more than ninety-seven percent of Americans. Mm. It's just five thousand people. I don't need thirty. I, I mean, I need five thousand people, and I can be living a a upper middle class lifestyle. 
I have a great home, a nice car. I don't have to go to work every day. I got 5,000 people that pay me $2.50 a month for a year. That's incredible. That's the real, that's the real economy of the future. It's small groups of on that's like small fan bases. Now, when we get into people like Kevin Hart and the rock, you're talking about billions. You're talking about, they're going to make billions a year. Uh, it's going to be some really rich people really, really fast. Like Kai. And when the, when the subscription game kicking, that's why, that's why I'm sitting here. Like, I'm just amazed at the fact that people don't understand how much money is out there. Like they don't like it's going, it's just, it's multi trillions of dollars. It's like, it's the most, and, and the method in which you're, you're going to be able to leverage that capital. So you're gonna, you're, you're, the Rock is going to be able to take his 1.6 billion that he makes off just the 19 million subscribers out of his 369 million that he has on Instagram, and say, "Oh, I'm going to take of this 1.6 billion, I'm going to take 200 million and just shoot my own movie and put it on my fan base page. I might throw it at AMC for a couple of weeks and get that box off money. I throw it right on my fan base page and subscribe, and the money circ- and now it's like it's growing right back in the or, or, or Beyonce will be able to say, "Well, you know." I'm making about twenty million a month off my fan base page. How about I take a hundred fans with vacation on me to Hawaii, all expenses paid, and I do a private concert for them? What? How many people do you think are going to subscribe to Beyonce once their friends get back from vacation with Beyonce and they posting all the videos on the internet? Like, listen to me with Beyonce kicking it. <laughs> They're going to subscribe. It's going to create like a brand. It's going to be like, oh, who, aren't you going to? I'm going to subscribe to Mercedes Benz on fan base for four ninety nine a month when they when they when they get, when they get that first G wagon away. Mm. I'm subscribed. I'm not not going to not subscribe. You tripping? <laughs> Four ninety nine a month for life to be able to say, "Yo, I know somebody that want a G wagon." Yeah. So let me let me let me let me bring it back in. Yeah. I work at FedEx. Mm-hmm. I want to be both rich and famous. Mm-hmm. I sign up on Fanbase or whatever platform. Mm-hmm. What do I do today? Today you t- today you you. Well, first of all, you recognize where your audience is. So if you're young and what you're into, you find your niche. So you find, is it Discord? Is it TikTok? Is it, you know, is it Instagram? I think if you want to be famous, then sign up on every social media platform and use them all. Right? If you want to be rich, once you built that fame, you funnel them and convert those people into uh, paid subscribers. Got it. So that's the goal. If you want to be, you know, like, so, so, but, but, but again, the, the the hard thing to do, and this is the psycholo- the, the psychology of it all is a lot of people don't they really it's hard to let go of the fame. I'm telling you, it's like it's I could like because the common sense the common sense solution literally is fan base. That's the common sense solution. Yeah. It's without a doubt, but it's so hard for people. But the first thing people say is, "Man, I don't have any followers on here. I don't have any engagement." I'm like. <laughs> But, but this one picture that you posted, somebody gave you 300 loves and you made a dollar and 50 cents off that and you have 17 followers. You've been on Instagram for 13 years and haven't made one dime, (laughs) but yet you still care about the following. That's the thing about it. They don't, they're not, they're not, they don't, they're not, the light bulb hasn't gone off yet. That's what I mean by people, people thinking silos. 99% of the people on the planet, the light bulb hasn't gone off about subscriptions yet. The ones that do are the Kaisenots, are the podcasters, are the OnlyFans models. They're, it's the bad babies. It's the people that are like, oh, yeah, we way over here. Like, y'all can make fun of us if you want to. But, I, you know, I, bad baby made $70 million in two years. And, again, that's more than Megan, Lotto, Cardi, Nikki Doja. But they're still putting out songs and going on tour and all that. Mm. And she's just sitting at home 
pressing buttons and watching the money flow in. Imagine like that. that that's what I mean by silos. It's like the common sense solution is subscription content. Like everybody is everybody is a television network. Yeah. Okay. You're about to say something. I'm so sorry, bro. Like when I have these questions in my head, it's hard for me to not ask them. You got. You were about to say something. I completely like forgot. twenty minutes ago. Oh, and I, I apologize. I forgot it. I, <laughs> forgot it. No, I got to get his information though because a couple things. He, you understand marketing. You're young. You're successful, and there's there's something that you know that I don't know that can help me build fan base. There's a there's value in that. I find I find value in, in like that's in, in, you know I, I think that's extremely important because all I do is learn from people. I say I don't I don't I don't I'm a big idea guy. I just want I know what the, what the color's supposed to look like, how fast the notification's supposed to go up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I know that kind of stuff. But and, and and I'm a I'm a psychological person. But I we 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 all of us all of us even with, even with this like there is there is a there's a multi-million dollar, billion dollar. I don't, I don't count your pockets. I don't. You already might already be there, but I'm saying in okay. this, there's, yeah. there's. It's taking this and duplicating this in seven cities around the country and monetizing it and providing an opportunity for people to do that. Like that's what I went over. You, you, you've been to the Union down there on the Beltline, the um, the fitness. So it's a, it's, a, it's a fitness hub, but it's basically a gym for fitness influencers to train their clients, but also create content. Mm. It's really dope. Mm. And I, I went down there and met with them because the fitness space, I, I, I've been talking to the fitness creators. All they know how to do is train the clients that they physically have in person. They don't know how to turn that into a virtual. They don't know how to Billy Blanks that shit. Mm. Once they Billy Blanks that shit, it's a wrap. <laughs> Isaac? You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, Billy blanks that stuff. <laughs> yeah, okay. But once they figure out how to Billy blanks it, yeah, it's a wrap. Once, sure. once they figure out how to tie bow it, it's like yo, because because the cool thing about that is fitness influencers. Number one, it's positive because it's healthy. They look good, yeah. so they got the boy. The boys got the greasy abs. You know, they got the six pack, and the girls got the oily skin, and they looking all good in the booty and the. So it's like they already are attractive. They're 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 training people and there's money in that. There's yeah. so much money in, in in fitness, you know, created. And, and, and I keep getting sent these these little blurs about how like Patreon is partnering with. I mean, I'm sorry, Peloton's partnering with TikTok, and they're like, yeah, we need to do this because it's like that. No one's really capitalized. There's a there's a void there. A lot of these trainers don't know. All they know how to do is do the classes in the big gym with a lot of people. It's cool, and they're making money. Don't get it twisted. That that's a subscription. Right. It's it's. But my point is, t when you take it virtual, when you leave the physical confines, this gym can only hold 100 members. Yeah. Right. But when mm -hmm. I can train 100,000 people and still make the same money, mm -hmm. that's where you're scaling your. That's why I was like 99 percent of people, the light bulb hadn't gone off yet. When it does, we're going to be right here. Like and it's going to happen fast. And it's like, oh, OK, yes. now it's going to be a, a, a in the young and people his age. Your age are the ones that are going to, you're going to, I'm telling you, they, they're going to be looking at you like, like how, when you see, when you see like, if you, if you look from Bill Russell to Steph Curry, what's Steph Curry's contract? I can't even think of it. Like, okay. Or if you're a baseball player, if you go from Satchel Page to old boy that they just did the $700 million contract mm -hmm. for the Dodgers. Yeah. Like that's how mad they're going to be. Like I, I, you, know, Pete Rowe, them people looking at them, them, them old baseball players are like he's making seven hundred million dollars to pitch. <laughs> they were paying me one hundred seventy five thousand dollars a season. <laughs> he just got a seven hundred million dollar. That's how they're gonna be looking at Kai. Yeah, 
One yeah. thing one thing I will say too, we were talking about it earlier before you hopped on. We were talking about entrepreneurs as a whole, but <clears throat> your ability to adapt. The thing about the social media space is you have to adapt quick because mm-hmm. things happen really, really, really fast. And to add to your point, the people that adapt the quickest are gonna be the people are gonna be the people that benefit the most. Like for example, there was this there was this one thing that was going on. I'm pretty sure you've seen it, but everybody all of a sudden started becoming um what is it called? They started becoming live streamers, but not just doing live streams at home. They started doing it like in public. IRL. IRL. That's what yeah. we call it. IRL oh, yeah. streams. But there's little trends like this that you have to constantly catch on to. And if you can constantly stay ahead of the curve, if you can constantly see what's working for other people, and you could do it in a way where your fans still love the content, you're yeah. forever going to win. Kai, he's forever going to win. He's in the front of the, the, the movement of these creators that are doing it. I think he started the whole, I could be wrong, but... In the black community, I'm a firm believer that I think he's the person that started the whole Twitch thing. That no. you know who you know who started the whole Twitch thing? Who Soldier Boy Soulja and Bow Wow? I was going to say Soldier. Soulja. Soulja. Uh, Soldier. Soldier Boy, because here's, here's the reason why they were on Justin TV. Remember Justin TV? Justin LaBoy? No, it's called Justin TV. Mm-mm. It was when you, so the first streaming platforms were UStream. And you know you should know this. Was I born? I remember Justin TV. Yeah, you were you were around. So the first first stream platforms were like UStream and Justin TV. But what <laughs> happened was, but but Justin TV created a a video game arm of Justin TV, and that was Twitch. Wow. But Soldier Boy and Bow Wow were on Justin TV first. Wow. You know, I did not know. And, if that. They, and my point is, if they had equity in that, you know what I'm saying. If they had equity in that, and my, that's the point that I'm saying is like we create like they're the ones that got those platforms popping, like they we, like everything that becomes popular, we make it popular. But when you draw the line all the way back to well, who owns this? Like 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 Tubi is a cultural a black culture phenomenon. Who owns Tubi? I don't know. Y'all see, but see this is see, but this is but see what. I'm going to task you with every time that something happens, just draw a line back to the source. Go say who owns Tubi. Tubi is an American over-the-top con- content platform, ad-supported stream service owned by Fox Corporation. Rupert Murdoch. Oh, wow. Fox owns terrible programming? Yeah, but, really? but, but we blowing it up. Yeah. So, but, but here's That's the point. Crazy. Here's the point, though. But when, but when, it's, time to legis- when it's time to legislate for affirmative action... Or women's <laughs> productive rights, Fox is lobbying against you. Mm-hmm. So you want to be blowing up a company that takes that money and then hands it to Congress to say, "Now don't give these black people jobs." Is it? Yeah, you're not. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. That's the point that I'm saying is that we don't. But see, we don't think about it like that. Yeah. We don't have that thought. Oh my god, Tubi's a predominantly black. But I think. I think. I think. I think it's like 37 percent. Of Tubi is black, black uh, viewers, 37%. But the actual movies on there, aren't they curated and created by black creators? I think on they only highlight the black bad ones. Hold on one second. We got a caller. We got a caller in. Black bad ones. Lord fix it. All right, y'all. We have Rennie on the line. Rennie, Rennie you, or Remy? Rennie. Rennie. What's Rennie, up, Rennie? you are live with David on Free Smoke. What up? What's up, y'all? What's up? How y'all feeling today? Bless, man. Bless. Thanks for calling in. No doubt. Thanks for having me. Um, so my question, the two pieces is interesting, so I want y'all to continue with that. But my question is, how do you build community, right? It's really hard 
to go from being the little guy, quote-unquote, to having those eyeballs and those bodies looking at you. Well, I think for, for, for what I tell people is the places that the fastest way to build community, in my opinion now, is audio. Is to create like so so create it create and then create a community. So families we have camps, so we have audio camps. So you can create a camp around a particular subject. So I got a Call of Duty camp, or people have camps like the Jewish community has a camp, or we got like uh, the Nigerians like got like Nigeria has a camp, Ghana vibes, love and relationships. So you can build a camp around a specific topic, and then people that are have those like minded interests will join your camp, and then you start to build that community and scale and about those those conversations because because people like talking to other people and interesting and meeting new people and stuff like that. I think it's harder with content because there's just so much of it. But when you're in a room and somebody says something cool that you like, you're like, I'm gonna follow you. I like what you say. I like I like I like what you talk about. I like what you're into. We're into the same things, and you're you'll be able to join that community and 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 uh, and build. So for me, if you're looking to build community, you have to actually create a community. So that could be a Facebook group. That could be a Twitter, whatever it is on X, a group on there, um, uh, or you know, or finding creating content and then creating play like playlists on YouTube, like specific like content around the theme if you want to build community I, I would start with something specific and then scale that from there i would say to add to that um it it goes back to three things right because that's kind of my bread and butter building these communities of faceless pages on instagram and they it comes back to three things number one is consistency number two is entertainment how can you entertain your audience whether it's the valuable information you post or whether it's um, you being funny, whatever your form of giving them entertainment and making them come back time and time again, how can you be consistent? How can you give them the entertainment they want? And most importantly, um, can you showcase your appreciation for them, show love, constantly reach back out to them, uh, thank them, things like that? Because when you interact with these people, social media is kind of crazy when you think about it. It's just it. Social media is not even a real thing. When you really, really think about it, I'm literally taking a picture on my phone in this random place. You don't even know where I am. And you're seeing it on your phone, no matter where you are in the world. Like we may never see each other in the world, but because of social media, it connected us two together. So in terms of building community, it goes back down to three things, consistency, showing up every single day. Um, you can't build a solid, strong community. If at one point in time, you were never consistent with them to begin with. Number two is entertainment. How are you going to give them value? How are you going to like say, yo, I, I want to watch this. Like there's obviously some form of entertainment on this podcast for you to tap back into it every single week. And the third form is showing love, appreciation. I mean, really, really think about it. The super chats, we're shouting you guys out. We're thanking you guys. That's how you build it. This is a live example of how to build a community. And it boils back down to those three things. Um, if that's something you're looking forward to doing. For sure. Yeah, engaging. I, I want to show you something that's very interesting. And when we have these conversations, I always like when the universe throws nuggets like back at me in real time uh -huh. so at i just talked about Tubi probably about three or four minutes ago mm -hmm. i want you to read this text this text message i got and i got it at four o'clock mm -hmm. so we've been talking i haven't looked at my phone in a good minute but i want you to read it i want you to read who it's from and i want you to read the headline okay so read who it's from uh -huh. and then uh okay roland martin right and he said, well, just read the, the, the actual clip. The, the the, yeah, yeah. Yes. Guess what, Black America? A lot of y'all are going crazy over Tubi. Guess who, are make, guess who you are making rich? 
Fox and Rupert Murdoch the same who did it. And, and see, the, see, the, see, we don't think about we don't think about the the collateral impact mm -hmm. of making certain things popular. Yeah. So it's like if you're still on Twitter right now, you're making Elon wealthier who wants to end diversity and inclusion. Mm. Diversity, equity, inclusion. You see what I'm saying? So my thought behind that is if we don't start building infrastructures, we're always going to be creating collateral impact against ourselves because we don't own it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? We don't like, like Tubi's like, so is, while you laughing at that movie on Tubi, that money is going to Congress to lobby against your self-interest. Mm. And we don't, and nobody takes time to think about the world because we look, because we, we live so like local and granular and I get it. Life happens in real time. You want to be entertained? It's like, oh yeah. And then you, and then you write it off as, well, my one little view is not going to matter, but it's like collectively we're seeing it because now we share it on social media yeah. and now the Tubi movie where the girl's wig is one way and it's the next way becomes the thing. And then everybody goes, <laughs> goes and watches it on Tubi. And now Tubi's got a, a bunch and they got a bunch of new partners and everybody wants to put their movies on Tubi. And it's like, yeah, but they're working against your self-interest on the back end. Yeah, it's the, you have to, you, have to, you got to, we got to really start drawing lines to that. That's the thing that was really, really, um, it's, it's like it's like how Blackstone and Vanguard. Everybody talking about Blackstone and Vanguard. It's like they're trying to turn America into a rental property. Like they're going around buying up all the houses <laughs> yeah. through shell corporations, that. and now they're trying to rent you houses. That's why the housing market is so jacked up. It's like because BlackRock and Vanguard go and buy like thirty five percent of the houses in the city mm -hmm. collectively, and then and then they price you out. And they go, oh, but we'll rent this home to you. But it's like so you got to understand. It's like okay, who's working against you? So who are you? so if you're supporting BlackRock and Vanguard, you're helping them build their wealth to make sure that you never have a home to have equity. If you're not thinking about life like that. And I, and again, I'm not saying that I thought like that when I was his age, but I, but I'm here to tell him so he can start thinking like that 20 years before I did. Yeah. Makes sense. You see what I'm saying? Makes sense. Man. Yo, such a conversation. Goodness yeah. gracious. Um, uh, is she here on, on a question about the community? Okay. All right, cool, cool. So, good question, man. Um, and I, I know uh, you you got to dip. So, whenever you got to leave, uh, uh, I, I got to jet. But I but, but man, give me your info, man. Let, make sure y'all connect. I want you to come by the um, the fan base office and really see you know what's going on because I I think you you know there's an opportunity here. If you are um, if you have another question, we'll we'll take maybe like one more question. Call in. We love to hear from you. A very important conversation on how we actually view this thing that is ruling our lives. I mean, there's not a whole lot you can do without social media. There's not a whole lot you can build without social media. It's just a part of our lives that I think it's our job and our responsibility to understand how it works. But also, there's someone that's going to capitalize I'm just asking you to get your piece of the pie. I know I'm getting my piece of the pie for sure. And especially when it comes to building community, you have to be somebody who's bold enough to build a community though. First off, like we want to build, I think when people think community, they think I want to build a group of people who pay me every month. Nah, that's not what it is. That's not community. That's not community. Yeah, yeah. That's a business. And I'm not mad at the business, but you have to truly get a group of people. First off, 
You have to care about something in other people. You have to care about something, whether it's your political position or whether it's entrepreneurship. I deeply, truly care about entrepreneurship and there's not one human being on this earth that can show me any facts or any thing in my closet that says anything different. I started, I started being a full-time entrepreneur October 1st, 2012. And since then, I've been galvanizing a community of people. If you came to my, my kiosk, even if you didn't buy a shirt, we was going to talk about entrepreneurship for 45 minutes to an hour. It was going to sit there and have a conversation. People remember, I still got the footage. We go to these random hole-in-the-wall bars, and I say, yo, I'm about to get some of my mentors to come by, buy a ticket, $10. We about to talk entrepreneurship. I'm going to introduce you to some people that helped me become full-time entrepreneur. There was no pitch at the end. I didn't even know what a pitch was. It was just... Hey, buy some wings because the bar is going to give me a little kickback off them wings. You know, I want to make a couple dollars. But we've been building an entrepreneurial community for as long as I can remember in this space. But because I really cared about a topic and I really cared about the people, I wanted people to win. It wasn't, it was, it's never really been about me. That's why I'm in this space of podcasting and I don't do stuff alone. And it's not just me talking and talking and talking, showing you that I'm the most brilliant person in the world. I invite people to the couch and I want to have conversations with people. And we have the morning meetup where we're joined with people every single morning. We're building a true community. So I think we got to get out of the mindset. I want to build a community so that when I drop a product, people buy my stuff. It's a good reason. But I'm asking you to care about, some, find out something that you truly care about, something that you're passionate about, where you invite people to this room because you're a movie enth uh, uh, enthusiast, but if nobody comes, you still watch the movie because you love this stuff. But there are going to be some people that have to come watch the movie for, with you this week and you'll have a conversation. Then it will grow. Then it will grow. And forget... Uh, Forget the insecurities. You have to really, really care about helping people in something. And I think once you look at it from that perspective, the passion that you have for the thing and the people will show and you'll stop being so afraid to invite people to gather with you. You know what's, what's crazy? Um, everything you're saying is true. And I knew you, I don't want to say middle school, but I want to say high school for sure, early high school. I remember Cumberland Mall, Walking past the sleeves for suckers, bro. Really? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I never bought anything. But I would like. Good. <laughs> I, I would I'd talk to you though. I, I would. I would just <laughs> walk past. Um, I would walk past. You know, sometimes whoever you would have manning it, you know, sometimes they'll hound you down, but other times they wouldn't. But it's crazy when I think about it, how it comes full circle. Sleepers for suckers. I remember the the the, the saying on the shirt, "Sleepers for suckers," and that's how when you really think about it. You have been doing this entrepreneur community for a while. Like sleep is for suckers, entrepreneurs. Like, keep on working. You don't deserve sleep. That one phrase has conflict yeah. in the marketing. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. well, what do you mean? Am I not working hard enough? I work hard. <laughs> I'm on the grind. For sure. Like, because you put the word sucker, so it's like, <laughs> I'm sleeping. I'm a sucker. Right. <laughs> God damn, I need to get up then. I need to go. I need to get up and hustle then. Right. Yeah, it was so funny because there was so many people and, and primarily people that were extremely educated. They were saying, this is not a healthy way of living. Right. You have to get some sleep. Right. But, it was, but none of my successful mentors ever warned me. 
hey, man, you better stop pushing that message. You better stop working hard. You better rest for eight hours a day. No one ever warned me other than the teachers or the person who had been in corporate forever. They're like, you can't live like that. And the fact that we had that pushback where I I think if you're going to build something successfully – you have to lean to the side and stay on that side and stop jumping back and forth to appease the people who don't like your side. If you're going to build something big for me, I just, I just understand like we have to lean to a, I, this is what I believe in and nobody can take me off of that. But now social media, because when you lean, there's so many negative comments that come. It makes your very next post clean it up. And you can't you can't build something big that way. I don't clean nothing up. <laughs> I said what I said. I said. What I said I what said. I said. It was said, and I said it. <laughs> now, but your, but your statement is still true, though. I would just amend it. Sleep is for suckers for people under thirty. Uh, hey, listen, because he can he can he can he can Bruh. he can stay up he can stay up twenty four hours. Like I remember because that was I remember like as a producer, mm-hmm. we would go like I would go to the studio and then I would leave the studio and the sun's coming up. And then go home and sleep till like ten thirty, then get right back up and go to the studio. Yep, all in my twenties. Yep. And you just and then what happens is you take one you take one good one good stint outside of like nightlife, mm-hmm. and then you realize I'm too old for this ish. hundred percent, bro. I'm Danny Glover. Hey, listen, I am done. Like, like I like I ain't been <laughs> screaming at since I had children, brother. Since I got married, <laughs> I'm too old. I ain't been screaming ever. I got married. I was like, yo, I'm. Man, sleepy, bro. <laughs> I want to go home and go to sleep with my wife. Forget all that grinding and hustling. Once you stop moving for one second and lay down, and you and you cherish, you cherish your rest. Because mm-hmm. I, I was actually surprised. You know what's so funny is, I, I was laughing last night because we were on live, and I started laughing. I was like. He said, I am going to bed. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Mr. Sleepers for Suckers is going to bed at midnight? What's going on? What happened? Yo, I would have changed my name, bro. It's just too late. I'm too invested. I'm here. Sleepers for Suckers. He's going to. He's going to. Who, me? You. When? Cynthia. That might be Cynthia. Listen to me. Unless it's like uh, now I get up, I get go, I go to sleep earlier. Later, I go to sleep earlier now, and I wake up earlier now. Yeah. So yeah, very broad. Creative people sleep. always had that. You're always ideas. Ideas will torment you, yeah. and you have to get them out. And like I like, and I had to learn. You have to learn to do that. Though. You have to learn to separate. Like I don't work at home. Yeah. So yeah. my I laptop. Can't. I basically yeah. yeah. stopped doing that too yeah. because I realized that whenever I'm at home, your bed is right there. Yeah. Kitchen's right there. Bro, you know what? What what takes me out of my sleep is not the dream, bro. It's my daughter's knee and my back. <laughs> Both my kids still sleeping on bed, man. And I can't How old are they? figure out one and two. Oh, okay. Well, you got another. You got another five years, six years of that. Six years. I was I was sleeping in my bed. My mom was like five, six years old. My boy, my boy said his child is nine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You got you got at least five year more years of that. <laughs> Before you, but yeah, before you be like, you got you got a nice oh bedroom. I want to come sleep in the bed with you. <laughs> Look, man, yo, thank y'all so yeah, much for joining. 
the free smoke conversation. We're here every Friday. So we were doing it historically at 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We tried it a little bit later this week, doing 3 p.m. We're going, we're going to keep polling, y'all. Uh, let's find out. Should we do it at 12? Should we do it at 3? Either way, we are going to do it, man. So um, please let everybody know how they can connect with y'all. If y'all got anything coming up that they can support, um, let us know. Go ahead, Ty. Uh, follow me on Instagram. On, follow me on Instagram at Tajon, T-A-I-J-A-U-N. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say. There we go. You got nothing coming up? I mean, I got something coming up. If you guys want to learn how to build, scale, and grow faceless Instagram theme pages, um, for all my introverts out there, maybe somebody's looking for a side hustle they can do on the side. Um, having a free workshop this week, uh, tap the link in my bio and I definitely tap in. And then we have this private five day live event where we're going to be bringing on some of the biggest faceless Instagram theme pages on to give you guys game, um, teach you guys how they made seven and some even eight figures from faceless brands on social media. Um, that challenge actually starts on Monday. If you want to tap into that, igmoneychallenge.com is the place to go. I'm going to tell Neo you almost didn't do it. He's going to be. Isaac Hayes, talk to us, man. I'm just, I'm just at uh, Isaac Hayes 3 on Fanbase. And all other socials, but I'm 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 primarily on fan base. Um, download that on uh, iOS and Android. Uh, make a profile. We got a lot of stuff coming in 2024. Some things I can't talk about. Some things I can. Um, the things that I can talk about, like I said, is you know, 24 hour live, meaning there'll just be a feed of lives that stay open for everybody on the platform. Um, audio rooms that are on the web so you can listen to audio rooms inside the app and outside the app for free um, live streaming for gaming um, and then there's a lot of other things that it's a big that are market it's a yeah big market. we're gonna we're gonna once, once we kick into that because that's what the younger people want so i'm building that so and you know again like fan bases it's it's infrastructure so i always say that it's 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 a difference between you know um instagram and all these other platforms that there's somebody behind the platform that has that understands the effect that black culture has on social media and will use that, that success or that positivity or that economic value to redistribute it back to the community as opposed to work against it. So that's, um, just check it. Just, you know, in the next, next couple of months, you'll hear some, you'll have some really big partnerships and some really big announcements and some really big people are coming to fan base. I'm just not saying it till they over there and, you know, they kicked in, but I, I want to see, I definitely want to see social proof over there more. I think, we can um, help with that. Cause I don't even think the last time I last time I did your last time I did the show, we didn't have plus on web, but now plus is like on web, so it's like it's like a YouTube kind of like it's like it's like it's, it feels like YouTube. Like yeah, you can watch like it. A weekly show or something. Yeah, I'm gonna build a theme page on there. See what? Oh yeah, I'm gonna build a theme page over. I'm oh, absolutely. Bring, I'm bringing my followers from Black Wealth, and then uh, I don't want to. This might be a play for somebody. He's gonna steal it. <laughs> no, don't say anything because they still they steal everything. Tell me. <laughs> Text me afterwards or whatever. It don't, you know, like that's that's the thing. I mean, I like, yeah, I can't, yeah, we gotta we we gotta think about infrastructure. Like this is it's if, if you're not building infrastructure, if you're not building infrastructure, it's 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 a you you know, you behind. We gotta start building infrastructure. We gotta start building stuff on, on top of other people's platforms. And then when they kick Sean King off, everybody's like, Well, but like he ain't on the platform. And like, you know, mm-hmm. they kick Boosie off or they yeah. crush Super Ray fourteen K or they they demonetized like somebody's like they demonetized like I saved this I, I saved this screenshot just to show people how shadow like how even Instagram will threaten to shadow ban you and tell you to their face. Some of this post I'm gonna read this post the other day. This joint was hilarious. It says this post could limit your account's reach with non followers. 
Your post may go against our recommendation guidelines. This could impact your account's reach on reels, feed recommendations, explore, search, or suggested accounts to people who don't follow you. Dang. Mm, if yeah. that ain't if that ain't <laughs> content suppression, dang. Yeah, no, nah, just crazy. That's crazy. At least at least they told you though. At least they told right. whoever that was though. I mean, Instagram said that's the that's the message they give you. It's like yeah. they send you this message. Yeah. There's this new way too you can check to see if you're actually shadow banned on the app. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, somewhere in your settings. Um, somewhere in your settings. Let me see if I can actually find it. And this is a way you that check to see if you're shadow. You banned. can check to see if you're shadow banned. So if you go to your settings, click your profile, click the three lines in the top right hand section. Once you're there, you want to click. Now it depends on the type of account you have too. Once you're there, you're gonna wanna click. Where is it? 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 I'm on the spot, so obviously I'm probably not going. Oh, there it goes. You scroll down and click account status and look at this. My Taijon account is is, is good. It's green money. Like it's just all green check marks. I ain't got no account status. Where do I where do I go? Uh so click settings and privacy uh-huh. at the top. Scroll all the way to the bottom. Scroll all the way to the bottom after clicking settings and account privacy. Status. Account status. Yeah. You're good. See? Oh yeah, but you got C C use as making. Oh, let's, let's do this one more time. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm late. Go to Instagram. Go to settings. Go to settings and privacy. Settings and privacy. Scroll all the way down. This is account status. It'll tell you if you're shadow banned or account not. Account status. Actually, a buddy of mine, his page, his account was shadow banned, and so okay, it'll let you see your demonetized, what features you can't use. Exactly, and it'll okay. tell you if it's not showing your. It'll tell you if it'll tell you straight up if it's not showing your post to new users. I don't know if I don't think it's going through that. It's one hundred percent not showing our post to users. Yeah, they they, they doing that off GP. One hundred percent. Yeah, that just might be letting you know yeah. that you that you violated. Like the if, term. You, like if you it violated like clearly violated, they're gonna tell you. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're not doing it behind the scenes one hundred percent. Yeah, they yeah for sure. No, they crushing they crushing us. Well, look, man, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Do yourself a favor. One, hit the subscribe button. If you've been watching this whole time, you got some value. Hit the subscribe button, okay? Also, there's a little bu- there's a little button that you could join for as little as four ninety nine. You can support your favorite show, okay? We deliver more content, more fresh content than anybody that I know, okay? This isn't. I do a long video on Monday, and then I chop that video up, and then we drop twenty minutes of it on Wednesday. That this ain't that. We got a fresh show every Monday, fresh show every Thursday, new show every Friday, new show every Sunday, and in between we're dropping all kind of stuff, okay? So, um just hit the little subscribe button if you want to support, please. Put a little seed in the ground. Hit the little join. Be a member. And we'll deliver you more content that's going to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. Okay, this episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup. If you are looking to build a community, the first thing you should do is to join one. If you want to build a community, the first thing you should do is join one. This is the best community for any entrepreneur that's looking to start a business or grow a business. If you are having a struggle trying to get over $250,000 or you're just starting and you're like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I know I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I got this vision. I'm talented. I'm blessed. But for some reason, I can't get over the hump of starting or growing it. You need to be a part of it. I will teach you every single day, Monday through Friday, live. And we get together on a regular basis because we are family. We have an app where we can connect inside the app. Whatever city you're in, there's someone near you, okay? So go to themorningmeetup.com, join our community, join fan base, 
Okay, I'm gonna this. I'm gonna make sure. I'm going to go live on fan, fan base uh, this week. Well, today's Friday. This coming week. I'm going yeah, we need to do. I'm telling you, you could grow. You could grow enormously fast in audio. Like we got, like audio is just it's super. It's just what you do that, and then you could you could create those audio spaces that are also exclusive. But I also got something. I, I told you I'm gonna do something. I'm, I'm gonna talk about something when we stop talking for a second. But I got something for you too. Let's get it. Let's so. get it. Listen, who's hey? Do me a favor. Somebody, somebody, write fan base in the chat if you're gonna set up your fan base profile today. If you're gonna set up your fan base profile today, if enough people set up their fan base profile today, okay, right now we might we might have to create a room, man. Who's if we start a, a, a audio room and fan base on my way home? Okay, y'all gonna have a, a window of time because once I get home, my children are like, "Daddy, off the phone, Neil." <laughs> so set up your fan base profile if you're listening to this right now. Um, I am not a paid spokesperson, but uh, I do believe in the vision. Again, I invested in the vision. Um, I just believe that when we do something, we do it at a high level, and the only reason that it doesn't grow is because we don't support us. And I'm not saying you support it, support it because he's black. I'm saying you should support it because it's dope and it's something you need. You, If you're not building your own community just yet or you want to build a community, you need to join some more communities. All right, so we love you all. Hit that subscribe button. I will see y'all on Fanbase. Peace. Peace. Free smoke, free smoke. Free smoke, free smoke. I just looked up the y'all. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.